Hello, this is Steve Argyle, the sexiest artist alive. Also, I am a liar. And you are listening to Seven Land Hand. It's Seven Land Hand! <laughs> Brought to you by Good Games. A rhizome is a horizontal route. Good. Guilds of Ravnica has arrived with at least 258 lurching positions other than missionary. Lazav is back as the MTG Elvis impersonator, doing impressions of the dead. With Surveil, you can throw things into the graveyard faster than love for Bill Cosby. Dead relatives now not only help the royals with undergrowth, you can bejewel your bejazzle like any Ravnican princess. That's position 23, righteous blow for those of you playing at home. And this is Seven Land Hand. We don't mention mentors anymore since Aaron sucked one for an entire show. Mentos, mentos. I saw what you did. That's Aaron was, Gilgate Graham. It was mentos, I swear. And alongside him, it's Niv Mishka, the multi-fairy Martzel. How's it going? Pretty good. I noticed when I was writing this, Aaron has the first names covered. Mishka Martzel. It's just, it's just words that no one understands. You could have an Aaron Mishka... <laughs> And a grey Martzol, and everyone would go, yeah, that's fine. Sure, no more uh, names. No problem. But, but a Mishka like, makes no like sense. It's like we've split two people up mm. and, and gone, Aaron Graham, you can have both of those words, and the other stuff, we'll just give it to that other guy. That's Mishka. <laughs> the, all the Zs and the Ks <laughs> yeah. and stuff. Oh, give God it to damn Europeans. I got a... Um... But I like that. I'd like to uh, caveat that by I like that better because names like David fucking boring <laughs> i think it's one of those ones that'll come back in vogue in like 20 years when no one names that yeah. kid david anymore because there's no one's 20 people it. named david it'll be coming up by the time i'm a granddad everyone will go that's an old-fashioned name wow <laughs> elspeth david <laughs> wow yeah, winnie did you hang out with someone called winnie did you go to, did you go to high school with anyone called winnie uh also popular asian names when people choose an english name for themselves or old-timey names yeah. I have worked. It's very religious, right? Uh, n- n- well, no, not necessarily. Yeah, I worked, but... I've worked with a lot of people. I have a big, big Chinese family. Uh, worked with or and or related to people named Doris, Shirley, Susan, Winnie, Peggy, <laughs> another Shirley, uh, another Susan, Ping. Oh, I guess that's not really. Ping's not. <laughs> <laughs> Ping is an old-fashioned English name <laughs> from nothing. You know, I had a chimney sweep named Ping. Yeah, did you? <laughs> it should just ping up there, clean it all up. That's why we called him Ping. Come back down. Yeah, yeah. Mop. yeah. mop them up. Anyway, gentlemen, uh, what's been happening in your respective worlds of geeks since, uh, let's say, pre-release? What's what's been going on? Well, Magic Online has standard, and it's a new standard. So all I've been doing is playing standard and watching very terrible detective TV shows. Okay, uh, that's a cool combination of stuff. Well, to be we're going to do a whole show on the standard. So tell us about the terrible detective shows. You know. Castle, wait, which wait. is a writer and a cop. Yep. Oh, the, yeah, the, the Firefly dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I remember us talking yeah. about this from rehearsals. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and then there's like tons of other ones with a magician or the devil with a cop or like Lucifer. Which one is? Oh, is Lucifer a procedural where a devil is procedural. working with a cop? Yeah. Oh, a is cop. it? Yeah. Oh, right. I and thought it might have been. Is there like, one where a cop is working with a cup? A cop is working with a cup. Yeah, like a, like a sentient cup, and he goes, ah, oh, and then and they're all wearing caps. When someone, pour, yeah, <laughs> when someone poured some some water in me, and they go, that's it, cup, you've got it, yeah. you've got it again, you've cracked the case. Put on your cap. Let's work through the rest of the vowels. Let's go, Kip. Oh, Kip. Uh, it's not so good. Oh, <laughs> no, it's not going to work. Kip. And that's why the show ends after season three. <laughs> yeah, they just run out there's of cop, and there's cap and there's cup. Oh, that's it. We're done. Oh, Scene three. We're dead. Caps here. 
<laughs> oh, so, is there? Have you got any tips off all of that? Like anything to watch or just not to? No, don't just watch police um, procedurals. If you like Castle and you want something terrible, rank, th- rank them. Rank power, them. Power rankings. Okay, of... I, I like Castle, so sure. I'll, I'll rank one. that first. And I quite enjoy Lucifer, and they're just all bad from there on. That's a. We'll grab that. Just that. I quite I like, like Lucifer. Lucifer. <laughs> I like Lucifer. That's an audio <laughs> grab. We're going to use again. Out of context quotes. Yeah, please. Someone at home did my hard work for me. Cut that out and send it in. Um. <laughs> So are you, are you watching this with someone or just by yourself? I'll just by myself while I play Magic oh, okay. Online. Yeah. <laughs> while you're watching yeah. Magic Online. The rest of us totally focused. I can't stuff up. Yeah. Just watch. And can't make procedurals. a mistake. It might be why I do so terribly at Magic Online, actually. Oh. Yeah. That's pretty contextual as well because you do much better on Magic Online than I'm gonna swing else in, I know. swing in for lethal and uh, it was done by the nanny with the <laughs> candlestick nailed in it. the library. Nailed it. <laughs> Aaron, have you got, uh, what have you got? Uh, back on the Rocket League. Ah, oh, didn't we talk about this? Uh, using cars to play football is pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, my my, my adjunct, maybe football. while we're on TV shows, is um, shout out to Axel. Axel. I don't know why I said Axel. Fucking hell. Axel. Axel. Uh, he excels at being Axel. Axel spreadsheet. Uh, if you want to know a bit more about Axel, he used to send us uh, Axel's Philosophy Corner back in the pre-episode oh. 50 days. Yeah. Where it got messy and I invited it more and more. Good listening. Um, it's not good listening. We talk about a lot of penis Lots jokes. of love stories. With <laughs> Anyway, uh, so I was flicking through Netflix the other day and I saw The Haunting of Hill House, which I recognise as a title of a Shirley Jackson uh, novel from yesteryear. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what year. This is a podcast, you know, it's where you expect facts, where you go, mm. from 1948 novel by Shirley Jackson. Just own it now, yeah. So 1948, yeah, sure. Exactly. If someone writes in and goes, it was 1959, then it would be like, <laughs> thank you. You yeah. win a prize. Kudos. <laughs> yeah. I know, you know. Uh, anyway, so I saw it as that and I thought, oh, that's good, that's good. Yeah, I'd be interested. But then I saw the pictures of the people that were uh, in the advert photo on Netflix for it and they're all a bit too good looking and a bit too actorly and I thought... That looks like Twilight meets Shirley Jackson. I don't want to be in on it. Mm-hmm. Then we get back to Axel now. Facebook post, oh, my God, you got to watch The Haunting of Hill House. And I thought, well, if Axel's tipping it, I better get in on this. Had a bit of a chat about that. I watched it, episode one, my God, chills. No no jump scares or anything like that, but the chills and shit that I was getting. My legs were like going ping, 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 like straight up and down the chimney chute all the time. And I just couldn't believe yeah. it. It was just, it was really gripping and terrifying. And uh, I'd recommend that above any police procedural that uh, Mishka yeah. wants to sell to you. Uh, oh, I'm not selling. He, he wants to keep it all to himself. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you dare share. I've, I've actually just been... Um, very busy between the the store and stuff, and then someone someone sent me a message who comes in and buys a lot of board games and was like, hey, "I'm right behind you." <laughs> and I was like, the "Hey, you didn't see me, man." <laughs> uh, he said, "Oh, what's 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 happening?" In- Why do you lock your car with your left hand? <laughs> what? <laughs> Where are you? Um, I'm in your house. I'm upstairs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, he, he was like, "Oh, what's been, what's what's new with board games and stuff?" And over the last six months, uh, year, I, I guess, I've been a lot more focused on magic as like a fun thing that I prepare for grand prix and stuff for. But over the last few weeks, it's been like I'm playing magic like full time again. If, if oh, that's yeah. great. Uh, limited only, okay. no, no standard yet. But uh, arena being so great, yes. which we're going to talk about a lot today. Yeah, uh, and the new draft format. It's like being a kid all over again. Yeah, it's like coming to Magic with fresh eyes. And so I was like, 
I've actually just not been playing as many board games because I just play Magic and stuff instead. Uh, and so in the meantime, I play a bit of stuff on my phone. But if Arena ever comes to my phone, I'll be I'll be screwed. Yeah, uh, I'm just writing notes because it's stuff I want to talk about Arena, but I can't get into it until later. Uh, yeah, I've been. I oh, so I already said that. I don't know if I just said that on age on air. I got uh, Spider-Man on the PS4, as per Chris Jones, friend of the show, mm-hmm. recommendation. It's very slick. It's nice. It's, yeah. I used the word slick too early. Yep. Going to use that a lot tonight. Yeah. Slick Get count. used to it. <laughs> we went to the pub before we came and did this podcast, so yeah. it's going to be tough. Slick count was also my, name, my nickname in prison. Slick. No, slick count. Oh, slick count. I think that's what people used to yell at me. Did yeah. you know why? Oh, no. no. Is there a- I think they were saying count anyway. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. come on. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, they were saying Croft. Uh, hmm. Oh, this is, look, it's a good job we do an agenda because that can remind us of things <laughs> we're actually <laughs> talking about. We, you and I, Aaron, next week, we're off to PAX Melbourne to uh, do some coverage. We won't be in this sort of state. We'll be off to PAX Melbourne to I do the... I think we will. No, that's after the, after the show. After the show, yes. Good Games Magic Championship. Woo! Yeah, it's next weekend yeah. at PAX. Mixed uh, format is the culmination of all of the organized play year. in all the good game stores across Australia. Is it, for the last has it got year. the Americans coming? Are they coming? Yeah, there is an American ooh, coming. And he is actually bunking with the WA guy, Zach Seow. Well done, Zach Seow. Right, well, well done, Zach. State champion. Well done, we buddy. Don't, we you don't take it. sides, but we want Zach to win. <laughs> <laughs> I think we could just say we take sides at this point Yeah, in we time. probably do, don't we? It goes... Power rankings. Number one, WA. Number two, whoever comes from the USA because they're a hoot. Yeah. Number three, Everyone no one else. else. <laughs> no one. Oh, <laughs> no, whoever. Absolutely. No, no. Everyone, last year was an absolute hoot. We had a we had a blast and it'll be really good to see how it all unfolds this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and on the PAX floor, it'll be, if you're going to be there, you'll be able to see these dudes playing out on a Saturday. And uh, we won't be there because they can't listen to a commentary or we'll talk about what's in their yeah. hand and stuff. So we'll be up, we'll be secreted up and away, away. Secreted away in a corner where we can't experience packs very well. I with bet our, you the text going to work just as well as it did tonight. Uh, yeah. yeah, With our headphones on yeah. and going, oh, he's drafting his third car now. card now. What has he got? Gilgate. It's a 2-2 two, two for two. 2-2 two, two Gilgate. How exciting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's another Gilgate. <sighs> so far, mm. he's got... Five Gilgates. He's looking to play multicolored by the looks of things. Wow. <laughs> Guilds of rap. He's playing a Gilgate Matters deck. Uh, anyway, more of that. We'll figure that all out by <laughs> next week. Yeah, you'll be able to watch the video coverage and stuff online. Well. Um, yes, yeah, so that's all very exciting. Look, it feels like it's a. Uh, we can't honestly. We can't honestly wait to get into this podcast because we've been holding up, we've been hanging out for about the last hour and a half, two hours, and trying not to talk about magic, which has been very, very difficult because we're yeah. so enthusiastic about it. So I should probably just knock this on the head right now, which is the shortest we can geek we've ever done at 11 minutes, and get straight into the good stuff, which is yeah. magic, right? Yeah, that's been my week in geek, so the whole podcast will be a week in geek, really. Okay, after this, week in geek, magic style. <laughs> Listen to questions, they're here. They're about guilds, arabica, chocolate. Uh, all right, listen to questions. Uh, listen to questions for guilds of Ravnica. Those are graphics yeah. that you get on the video stream if you were tuned in. Uh, Henry Jones, in oh, I've read this earlier on, I don't know how to read this one. In draft, is with is oh, is it within reason to draft rack? This is good, actually. In draft, is it within reason to draft Rakdos, Azorius, Orzov, Gruul, or Simic? If so, which ones? 
So you're going out of the gills that they've given mm. us and doing your own mixed pairings. Uh, so the only context I have for this is that in original return... Oh, original. Yeah. In return Medium. To, in, <laughs> middle middle in, Ravnica. In me, medium Ravnica, return yeah. to Ravnica, the guilds were pretty set. There was uh, the, all the allied coloured pairs, blue, mm. white, blue, black, blah, blah, blah. You know the but rest. they released them the same as this, then they? they released them in five and five. Yeah, they did um, uh, allied coloured and then enemy coloured in Gate Crash. Enemy coloured being like r- the ones that are across from each other in the in the yeah, colour yeah. wheel. In uh, the back of your card. I drafted that set. I would say fifty or sixty times. I was going to get a billion, but I drafted out. <laughs> I drafted outside of Guild one time, and it was sick. Like it was red, white in Return to Ravnica. Three O'd didn't lose a game. Did because Boris you just... not come up until Gate, Gate Crash. Crash? Yeah. Oh wow! It was the super aggro. Gate yeah. Crash was the you have to draft two drops or you die set. Yeah. And red, white had uh, Wojak Halberdiers, which is like red, white three two. If it attacks in a battalion yeah. of three or more, battalion. It gets first strike. That was the thing, wasn't battalion. it? Yeah. Um, but Mechanic. you, um, you just uh, uh, played red, white, and returned to Ravnica. And you just took all the good white aggro creatures and all the good red aggro creatures. Mm. And you just ignored all the other stuff. And it was really good. Because they were probably already tooled up to be useful for Boros coming in Gate Because they Craig knew Crash. that there would be some synergy yeah. in, in Dragon's Maze when, they, when you play all three as well. Which ended up being a bit of a mess, but like, yeah, whatever. Um, let's go back to that. In this set, I think that the power level of the gold cards at common and uncommon, it's really hard to just completely ignore those yeah. and play a red-white deck. I've... I've made a few, um, what's the 2-2 First Strike Mentor called? Oh, Boros, um, whatever it's called. 2-2 two, two First Strike. Yeah, two, two minute, one and a white for a 2-2. Two, two one and a white for a 2-2 First, first strike, strike Mentor. mentor. It, I love that card. So good. It's a, mm. Yeah, I can't remember what... I can't like, I, th- that is one of the premium uncommons that you would take to build I was going to ask about that card because, because I feel we should really look it up. Look, we find out what the name of the card is. Because it's... Um, uh, because I, I think people are going to get thrown Sun by Home that. Sunhome Anthony Lee just responded. <laughs> Thanks. We, we didn't even tell him what the picture was called. I need that back now. Right. Um, yeah, because... Okay, I, now, do, now do an art description of it, Anthony. I think, I think everyone's going to get thrown by the fact that it's got Mentor on it. And because it's a 2-2, you're going to think, well, what am I going to Mentor on to? Mm. But I think just the 2-2 with First Strike, forget about the Mentor. You, uh, I've lost. Matter, right? I've, they go turn one Healer's Hawk, turn two Sunhome Stalwart. Healer's Hawk's Lose. another one, right? Yeah. So, Healer's Hawk, suddenly amazing in the set because it actually gets the yeah. two-drop you mentor, mentor guys onto on. that. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and uh, we'll, we'll, we should probably talk about this in, in the draft. So enthusiastic portion. we are. So <laughs> Good. I just love this set. It's been so yeah. much fun. Yeah. Uh, what was the question? Drafting off guild. Off guild. I I wouldn't recommend it. Wait until you're about twenty drafts in, and then you can like like whether it's even possible. We'll see. But I think it's not going to be super mm. possible. But Anthony Lee may disagree with us on the video stream in five minutes, in which case we will uh, re-record this bit and uh, yeah. correct ourselves. Anthony Lee says art description is dude with a sun helmet thing, and he looks pretty pissed off. He's about to swing his sword. Oh, it's a ferry. Uh, no, Sun Titan. Multi Tefarious. Multi Tefarious. Multi Tefarious. Multi Tefarious. Tavaz. Teferi the Multi Tefarious. He's at least three times the Teferi planeswalker. He's that good. Ultra Fairies. Matt Veal. It seems that GRN, 
What's the difference between this guy and getting like some food out of like a big tank where they just make a bunch of food industry style? And uh, Matt Veal. You're saying Matt Veal? Yeah. Uh, I just thought it's not shiny veal. It, well, one's, one's a vat meal. Is his name Matt? Matt. Though? Yeah, his name's Matt. Okay. Vat meal. It's a spoonerism. Yeah. Oh. Hmm. Good one. And a good one. It's going south, so I'll ask his question. <laughs> it seems that Guilds of Ravnica's standard is very open at the moment with lots of archetypes finding success. Sounds like one for you, Mishka. Oh, great. For the brewers amongst us, what tips and tricks would you suggest when creating a rogue deck so that it can be unexpected and competitive? This is definitely something that's worth considering pre-Guilds of uh, Good Games Magic Championship because we definitely saw this last year, didn't we, with some wild decks coming yeah, in from Manny, Indianapolis. Manny came with Team of Miracle Grow and he crushed it. <laughs> Did he? Well, he, he crushed himself. Oh, okay, he crushed right. himself. And he was out round one. <laughs> losing in round one. And we <laughs> kind of picked that the night before. But it was just a wild... But then equally, there was uh, uh, Jax. 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 Yeah. Jax. I was getting Jax Calder. Who came in with a completely different deck, but it was it was a standard playable deck. It was a quite normal deck that we'd seen, blue but black controlly kind of thing. Yeah. But everyone else was ramming up uh, or uh, ram or the control. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. What do you, oh fuck? What the name of it is now? The uh, there was ramming up red, and then the other decks were all of the. So sunset or something like that was it? The oh, approach, approach of the second sun. The approach of the second deck. sun, yes. sunset deck, and that was it. And then there was there was Jax. Yeah, uh, Jax was on blue black mid range, which mm. is pretty pretty. My point there. being, in a stumbled way, is that those outlying decks can catch people on some out of you know off, off balance yeah. really, really because they're expecting to see those one or two standard decks pop up, and then all of a sudden, bang! You're in there playing cards they weren't trained to deal with. I, I guess like. Do you think that the format as is is hostile or open to someone coming in with something left to field and breaking it? I feel like it's not hostile to it, but at the same time, you shouldn't be trying to make a rogue deck for the point or for just having because a rogue any deck. deck is a rogue deck practically at this yeah, point. Yeah, like in time. you shouldn't go out there trying to design a deck that's not been made yet and trying to make something work. Like, that is make, something like, a, that people a, really weirdly people focus love doing on. It, but making yeah. like a, I don't know, but I like that a, a team of ramp mm. deck right now, just going up and trying to make one. Might sound good. You might on paper might make sense, but it's just not going to not going to. It might just not work out against the mm. against the meta. You need to think about what you want to play first, or what you think are the powerful cards, and then design around them. Rather what you want to play, or what you're playing against, or what you want to play, okay. and that you, that will take into account like yeah. what you want to play against. But I don't think it's really good idea to try and make a rogue deck because like, often like you'll just I say, fail I and then play, get frustrated. I love cards like Notion Rain and Sinister Sabotage. Yeah. If I start my deck with four and four of those... So I hate Notion Rain. I just... oh. So what is it? Surveil gotta... two, take two damage. Do you Surveil play with Read two, the Bones draw ever? two, take two damage. Read the Bones. Yeah. Yeah, so you read the... Oh, so yeah, it's like a Read Same. the Bones. Yeah. In the, yeah. Except you can put them in your graveyard. Yeah, so you can get play them Read the Bones way. loads. <laughs> yeah. It's weird, isn't it? Like in different contexts, how things, how things look. Yeah, like, like Notion... I, I felt very similarly about Notion Rain, and then people were like, oh, it's just a Surveil, Read the Bones. I was like... Oh yeah. my god! It's like that stalwart. I thought you guys would be like, "Nah, that's garbage." And I was like, "No, nah, I really like the idea of it's a so two mana yeah. two two with first strike." I don't even care about the mental, but yeah, you mm. stick it onto the mm. uh, the healing the hawk, hawk. Yeah. or hawk of healing. Uh, I really like. Uh, oh no, let's talk about that in the draft mm. portion. No, but so, if you want to make your if you want if you want to do do something new, um, if you want to brew something, make sure it's consistent. So don't just uh, lump a bunch of you know two ofs and three ofs and one ofs in your deck to try to. Um, get everything you want in the deck, make sure you've got consistency in your draws. Can you go um, 
within the colors that people are using and then just try some like some different synergies of cards if you want to try and brew a little bit like go with what's strong like if Golgari's doing well if Boris is doing well can you go within Golgari or, or Boris and then just you know because you've got more than just skills of Ravnica to play with and start using some you know play testing some more some, diverse picks yeah so like you you every Golgari deck will have some amount of Vraska and um, Assassin's Trophy and some yeah. removal spells. Yeah. But then the rest of the deck is very fluid around yeah. that. Yeah. But that's not necessarily brewing in your archetype. You're just trying out different cards within a certain archetype. Yeah. yeah and so is that, is that, and I was saying, because I enjoy the brewing process or the, mm. or the mental process of the brewing. And I think it crushes half of the hobby if you just like, I'm just going to go online. I'm going to buy these cards that this guy's done. And I'm just going to play that at Friday yeah, Night no, Magic. Definitely experiment with, yeah. with, with what you want to play. Yeah. Like the, the Golgari decks right now are a perfect example. I don't think there's a there's a, a stock Golgari list yet, and the, you know people have been playing Golgari nonstop. Yeah, um, Golgari. There's so many good options available to you. You can just customize your deck how you want. But that's less of a brewer and more of a, a tuning. Yeah, I, I guess it's actually a little bit about what you want out of it. Uh, in in re- in response to Matt's question, I think then we're saying yes, it is a good time to do this kind of thing because the metagame is not settled. But also, brewing is at its most effective when the metagame is set there's three or four different decks and you go i've got a team of miracle grow yeah. deck that that's, can beat up on yeah this whatever because that's exactly when you start off maybe your decisions are what am i going to be playing against how can yeah. i beat yeah. that yeah. and then still have something in reserve to win but we're in this weird kind of um you were saying it's like a cyclical thing where it's like everyone knows that golgari is the best deck you play something oh, yeah. that or, i don't or, think there's the best deck right now i um, think that's what probably might what gives the good games magic championship next weekend uh, the opportunity to be really interesting because people are going to be coming from all different angles sure. and it's going to yeah. be like, what the hell's going to happen? The local yeah. metagame at yeah. best? Or? There's been no pro yeah. tour yet either. So people yeah. don't, like, there's been no really, like, high-level tournaments yet. Yeah, you can get, like, a local metagame in Brisbane and the deck completely kills it and then you get some dude comes over from Chicago mm. and it's a different one and it's like, I don't know how to deal with that. Yep. <laughs> it's all so I, I think it's going to be a really, really exciting, exciting tournament. Yeah. I'd love to ask you another question, but you need to log back into your Always. iPad. I'll just Mishka. ask the last question. Uh, I'm going to answer. We're going to answer Curly Black's questions okay. from the Facebook feed. Yeah, yeah. It says, "What do you think about Pelt Collector and Beast Whisperer?" I'm assuming in standard or you in mean limited. In standard, because in limited they're both busted beyond belief. How, how is Pelt Collector in limited? I haven't actually played it in limited. Uh, it's fine. Like so. So what someone did was played as a one drop, and then they played um, wary a copy. And because Pelt Collector triggers when you... Now, what did I say to you today? <laughs> the most powerful card in the set, obviously. 3-2 um, with Vigilance for 3? 3-2 with yeah, Vigilance yeah. for 3. I love that card. Today, I was killing it with that dude. He was just like my rock solid... Well, I wasn't killing it. I was getting beaten horribly. But, <laughs> no, seriously, I, I was. enjoyed it. But he was the guy that was just there and he was rock solid and he would do some heavy lifting for me before I got beat, which could mean... He, sh- pro- he protect and he attack. Yeah. Uh, he did. Yeah, he was vigilant. Um w- Pelt Collector in Standard will be good because you can like form your whole curve around it and stuff, but often we've seen these cards that require them to be a one-drop not be great, uh, except for in the like Evolve decks and stuff of of, of your... <laughs> Where... Was that saying Standard or Limited? It's in Standard. Okay, yeah. Um, in, in Limited, he, he was okay. Uh, against me, he was, he was good because it just meant I couldn't trade off for his other creatures that were already bigger than it power wise because then it'd trigger him what's his final thing it gets trample if he's got four counts three counts oh, sure. so it's just like a cool 
card to curve in uh, like like with but obviously a horrible late game thing beast whisperer is just like nuts just absolutely nuts limited is all about just playing a good curve of creatures there's not heaps and heaps and heaps of three damage removal or just outright destroy in the set so if someone lands a beast whisperer against you and you've only got a luminous bonds yeah. or a capture sphere in your hand you just lose i was playing right. it uh, actually on tuesday yes yesterday mm-hmm. yesterday um then i played it in turn good. four and then i played uh the rats the two two rats that makes your opponent discard a card mm-hmm. and i played two of them on my turn five so they discarded two cards i drew two cards and had two rats in play oh it just felt so gosh. so amazing this is uh t- sorry we should have described what it does yeah two, <laughs> two green green two three human shaman whenever elf, you cast elf, a uh, elf elf shaman whenever you cast a creature spell draw a card in limited, yeah, it's like that's huge. To kill yeah. this or you lose, right? Because like yeah. Mishka said, you just play a two drop and a three drop or a two drop and, and a two drop. And what and is it? Play. Four mana to play. Four mana. So four mana to play. The next turn, you're on turn five. There's a chance you can start playing two creatures, especially yeah. if you've yeah. got weenies in your hand. So and, and Mishka said he played Burglar Rat in, in yeah. the, So the black, the one one that makes them discard a card. You go. Rat, draw a card, you discard. Rat, draw a card, you discard. How do you ever recover from that? They're like four cards net yep. up above you. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that was something I was finding today when I was playing and I was just looking across and the, I'm down to zero cards and the other person's got three cards in hand you, and I've got very little board state. They've got, I've got like one card on the battlefield. They've got three. I'm just thinking, that's it. It's all over because I'm top decking. They've got board state. I've got... You know, pretty weak board state. I, there's no way I'm coming back from this just because of card advantage. Mm. So I just think Beast Whisperer is at its home in a, in like a grindy card advantage deck. No, it's not necessarily in a, in a like curve out. No, it's, it's not good as a curve topper. Like, yeah. um, which Anthony Lee has j- just said in, yeah. the, <laughs> in the stream. He said, "Isn't it bad for the exact reason you just gave about curving out? Pelt Collector's good in a curve out, obviously, because then it's a one drop that can become as big as your four, fours or fives. Um, Beast Whisperer is so good in those ones where." It just stalls out. You've got a bunch of defensive stuff. If you can't kill the Beast Whisperer, you just win. It's not good in the is that, is that deck. By that, do you, is he saying that, yeah, you don't want... You do want the weenies that are coming in. You want to be able to draw lots of creature cards by doing that and keep playing it and getting more cards yeah, and I, just flood the... Flood I think the, Anthony's hard line is that uh, curving out, so playing a one and a two and a three is the best way to, to do well in this format. Mm-hmm. And he's saying that then that means it's bad in the format because it doesn't fit well at the top end of an aggressive oh, okay. curve. Because you just want to be playing that mana mana for something that's... Yeah, and you've already played all your cheap creatures, yeah. Yeah. Um, Whereas you want Beast Whisperer to stick around on the board, and then you play a 3-3 and you draw a card, and then you play a 4-4 and you draw a card, and you play a Generous Stray and you draw two cards. Hmm. And is it more of a Selesnia or a... uh, It's more of a Golgari, really. Does Selesnia have much... I don't know. It's, it's just a green card. Like it's fine in, in any green. Yeah, deck. it's it's good in either green deck. It's it's one of the only ones that's powerful enough to make me want to actually play green because I don't so like can green. Go with, yeah, because you know like, there's some there's some white cards that don't belong in a Boris deck because it's going to bog you down and you want to get it done that early. Anyway, all right, uh, Clayton Lynn. Oh, he's back. He's on the he's on the video stream. He's on the uh, the uh, questions. Listen to questions with the Golgari mid range deck picking up six out of eight of the top eight in the recent Magic Online PTQ, do you think the deck will continue to dominate till the end of the format? Or do you think other decks can tune their setups to go over the top of the GB game plan? We're going to cross the foreign correspondent, Anthony Lee, Anthony Lee for yeah. the answer to this question. <laughs> Are we actually going to quote what he said? Sure. Okay. So 
it's a fundamentally awful and arrogant question because it presupposes that one tournament top eight is is dominance and assumes beating green black is going over the top and also thinks that a thing dex can and also thinks that it's a thing that dex can tune their setup to do so um yeah so basically well i agree with the sentiment one six out of the top eight does not a good deck make uh that can just be that can also be a byproduct of just the fact that everyone it's almost like i'm getting a hot garbage already it's like everyone went freaking bonkers for assassin's trophy so everyone to play their assassin's trophy so everyone's going to play golgari so you're going to get six out of the eight decks sure. playing golgari just because the just hype because the there, hype yeah. it might not necessarily mean it's any good at and, all and we it's saw this in set releases of the past where the first major tournament would be a star city games open and everyone would go Oh my god, six of the decks are Mardu Vehicles decks. Will the Vehicles onslaught never end? And then the Pro Tour, no one's playing Vehicles. <laughs> it, because it's yeah. just what people are doing because it's the first thing out of the gate. It's an established thing. Like you said, the hype behind Assassin's Trophy and Vraska might have generated that. It's an easy value kind of deck. People just like playing this sort of deck as well. It's, like, mm. it's very grindy, you get lots of card advantage. So it just it's a fun deck to play. I, I love playing the deck. So maybe yeah. just more people played it as well. Mm-hmm. Cause, because it's more fun mm. by, by virtue of it doing it. doesn't mean that it's going to be dominant forever because it was dominant in one PTQ. Isn't this getting back to what Matt Veal said, where just like, you know, trying alternate decks at the moment? Because if everyone, like, you know, if Clayton's saying six out of the eight were playing Golgari, maybe it's a chance for someone else to brew something that's uh, in, in a different color pairing that's out of, you know, out of left field that's going to take, take control further down the track. Y- yeah, but I, I think where we're... Where you'd always like standard to be is there to be not one overly yeah. dominant deck, uh, like the oh. mono, the the red, the red black of red the black, past, yeah. uh, and and you want stuff to be in a cycle. And we personally, from Seven Land Hand, don't believe <laughs> yeah. that Golgari is going to be Hand dominant for the rest of the format. No, 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 probably not. That's a, that's. I was just thinking about you know we joked about Assassin's Trophy being banned. At the first time that it was seen, but because it's green black, it can only fit in. So it's not like a smuggler's copter, which is colorless. It goes in every deck, mm. but it's going. This is sure. This is going to be ubiquitous in any deck that's almost well, playing it, black or green. It's and, not a four of for it. like the, yeah. The thing with the flexibility of the card is that it's cheap. So so mm. late game you can destroy their Teferi for two mana. They get a basic land out of the deck, but. In the early stages of the game, them getting a land out of their deck and being ahead of you is a liability. Yeah, you've got to play it late, right? Yeah. Because otherwise you're just ramping them, really. Mm. Yeah. So it's actually going to be more too. ubiquitous, possibly in modern, where cards like Path to Exile get played already because you just need to answer mm. creatures. Path to Exile only exiles creatures. This can destroy anything. And also they actually run out of basic yeah, lands not to many, get. Not be so when you draw your third Assassin's Trophy, they go... Yeah. I'm not even going to bother looking for a and basic land. And do Wizards care about modern or oh, really? They they clearly do. They, they, they do. do. And I mean, cards okay. like Fader Push are fantastic examples of them. Uh, I know they cards design cards were, for it, don't they? Yeah. But. Mm, that are good and standard and also playable in modern. Hmm. Mm. And especially with the new player design team, uh, they'd be very much aware that you can't look at something like Assassin's Trophy and be like, good standard card, unplayable in all other formats. Yeah. It's like... Yeah. This is clearly powerful. It's a story spotlight. It's designed to sell packs. 
be exciting yeah. and splashy and, and crazy. So it's almost perfect for them there. So it's going to be everywhere, but not everywhere in a way that it gets them worried like Smuggler's Cop to do. Correct. Yeah. 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 It's exactly. also a fundamentally reactive card, not an, a proactive card, mm-hmm. which means it's much less of an issue. Smuggler's Cop, to, you're killing yeah. them and you're getting card advantage of card selection. But with Assassin's Trophy, you, it doesn't win you the game. Okay. You have to use it on the cards that they're going to use to win the game. So it's not like something that they're going to be worried about in terms of banning. Yeah, So and, and Smuggler's Cup, yeah, like you said, it's giving you card selection, I guess, not advantage, but like it's killing them. And also every deck that you build around Smuggler's Copter needs to look the same. It needs to have a one-drop creature that you can curve into Copter so you can crew it as soon as you possibly can, mm. right? Um, so that's what they wanted. They didn't want every deck list to start with four Copter. Yeah. Um, and with Assassin's Trophy, you actually have to think about putting it in your deck or not. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's interesting. Uh, have we got any other questions that uh, a listener question related for the... Uh... Uh, there is one more listener question, yeah. and it is from... Uh, David Wildsmith in the pod. Uh, I'm lost. I don't know what to do. What is what is a guild? What is an of? What is an Ravnica? Uh, <laughs> I don't really Please know. Please help. We ha- we've got one more question. It's from oh. Jacob Hutchinson. It's not yeah. from that David guy. No. Uh, Jacob Hutchinson says... I'm curious. Yeah, oh, is he? That's his question. Oh, okay. Well, that's okay. I know a few people. What do you think <laughs> is the most underrated card in Guilds of Ravnica? Underrated? Well, that's the um, stalwart that I was going on about before for me. Some and stalwart? Yeah. we've already mentioned it. And the hawk. Uh, hawk, yeah. Hawk is uh, moved beyond um, underrated for me because it's it? beaten me to death so many times. <laughs> I've been waiting for this moment for so long. I've been saying, looking the at one, one drops. I've been going, come yeah. on, come on. Like there's a one, there's a black, uh, like one black, no one market one. market lookout? Death t- No, no. Oh, death, death touch. Death yeah. touch. I'm thinking that is your perfect death touch creature, isn't it? Because yeah. you draw him on turn seven. It's like, yep, there's my one one with death touch. Yeah. Go on, attack me with your stuff. Unless it's got evasion, then I'm stuffed. Yeah. Uh, one card that I think is very important in Boris, but not many people really talk about in is draft. The, in draft, sorry, yeah. Is the three mana three three with mentor and it can't attack a block alone or whatever. It's the oh, Wojek. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. The Wojek bodyguard. Yeah. Because it's a, a three power mentor creature is huge. Like that's that's yeah. amazing for, for this you're gonna, if Yeah, because hopefully by then you've got a lot of two twos or two drop or two power yeah. stuff or less. I've drafted yeah. uh, Boros more than any other guild because it's really easy to go two one with. <laughs> I haven't three would with it yet. Uh, the biggest difference between decks that felt like they just worked and curved was three drop mentor creatures because you have all these twos to choose from. They don't all necessarily mentor and help build your board, but Wojcik Bodyguard and uh, Blade Mentor, yeah, we're good. Uh, the three, the three one mentor. Uh, they are both instrumental in helping your healers hawks get off the ground. They make your... They already get off the ground. They're flying. Ah, uh, oh, very good. They make your fresh face recruit really good. They make it attack past one threes and yeah, stuff. Yeah, so I, I thought fresh face recruit got a lot of press. Like, as in, this is exciting. But yeah. I thought stalwart, way better. Uh, well, st- it- stalwart's an uncommon, and fresh face recruit is uh, common. Is it? Yeah, yeah it is, yeah. So, okay. Sunhome stalwart is like... They've pushed mm. it a little bit because they're like, oh, two, two, first strike, that's pretty good. And mental, whoa. What can yeah. you do with this? Put it on some one ones. Uh, but yeah, I'm like, in terms of underrated cards for draft, uh, the ones that I have liked the most are actually weirdly uh, Whisper Agent, the the three, two, uh, flash, flash, surveil one. I just really like having a pseudo removal spell 
that surveils triggers your other surveil things. It's kind of a three mana mm. thing. What about? Uh, it's not. It's not good, but I think it's underrated. What it's about the like sorcery speed? Oh, there's a white card. I can't remember its name. There's a white card, sorcery speed. I think it's one mana. Good. Yeah, good yeah. for what's a battle. Good for battle. Yeah. yeah. Those cards normally were like, meh, sorcery speed. It's not a, you know, you can't like attack in, you get your blockers and bang, I'm plus one, plus one, a couple of dudes and I, you know, I win yeah. the, win the, the battle. But with Mentor, with Mentor around, I'm getting Mentos stuck in my head now. With Mentos around. <laughs> with Mentos around. <laughs> these, these cards are all, all of a sudden become a little bit more valuable because you get to throw them around a little bit, don't you? And, and we get Mentors being able to be, last a little bit longer. In terms of being valuable in, in mentoring down, and so your whole battlefield gets a bit stronger. Let's imagine a little bit of a stalled out board state. Uh, mm. I've got a Healer's Hawk, I've got the Wojek Bodyguard, the 3 3, and I've got another, uh, say, a 3 2, the, the vanilla one. If I, uh, if, if you have a bunch of 3 3s, and suddenly I gird for yeah. battle, targeting my Healer's Hawk and my Wojek Bodyguard. Let's say it's a three-three rather than a three-two to make this example better. Um, <laughs> if I if I gird for battle on the um, the Wojek bodyguard and the hawk, then I attack with all of them. I can mentor on like I yeah, can attack with the hawk, hawk for more. You've buffed the the mentor abilities of your bodyguard, and you can put it onto the three-three where it can attack before as well. As and well. you can get the life link off the hawk. <laughs> it's just kind sick. of like it's one of these awkward. Th- uh, things there was a card in original Innistrad called Travel Preparations, which was just like the really annoying watermark of the set. That's like if you can't beat a deck going one drop, two drop travel preparations, you just lost okay. in that cool format where you could do whatever with the graveyard and stuff. But if a human's deck just curved out and you just travel prepped, this kind of reminds me of that. You only have a few turns to deal with the Boros Onslaught when they're super aggressive. And good for battle just means that you make... Like, like you make so some So good for battle, because you know, we're talking about underrated cards. I was, I was suggesting that because in, you know, uh, previous sets, good. Something like that would just be like, yeah, okay. And yeah. in sorcery speed, it's almost like, oh, we're not interested. But it seems like it's got a lot more influence mm. in this deck. To me, it's because set. the window in which to react to these aggressive decks is so small. Good for battle only costs one mana. I think, I think so, so yeah. 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 It does. It only costs yeah. one mana. You could do that and you could potentially do another thing in the same turn. And the fact that they could push past blockers that were potentially going to ruin a, a good attack or, or opens mm. up an attack you couldn't do before. And yeah, the, I men- guess that's and the mental card. mechanic gives you counters, not just like yeah. until end of turn. And this yeah. gives you counters as well. So it's not like horrible mm. by itself and it can activate all this mental stuff. I don't know. I thought, I thought so it- my actual answer for underrated card is Rubble Belt Boar. Rubble is that the four mana three three that gives creature plus two? Yeah, because you stick it on a mentor guy and it can mentor something it couldn't mentor before. Yeah, yeah, that's true. any that's of that really kind of really shit good. works, right? Anything you can just pump for a bit, attack, swing in for two, and it gets another round of mentor because yeah. you don't get to do it for too long, right? Yeah, and because again, because it opens up attacks you couldn't make before, so. But the plus two plus oh also make because a lot of the mentor cards are reasonably weak on the toughness end, aren't mm-hmm. they? This seems like you yeah. can swing in; they might. Hit, you know, attract. Yeah, you like put it on your hammer dropper and make it a seven two, and they're like, you might trade for somebody because they don't want to get the big hit, and they know they're going to be able to trade off, and you get one counter on something else. But that's it; they're gone. They're not going to go deep into Mm -hmm. the game. That's is that listening questions? That's listening questions. questions. Oh my goodness! All right, all right. We'll uh, we'll decide which one we like the best. Uh, Mishka will because then if it's not you, we can blame it on Mishka. 
And we'll be back Hi. after this. Buster Booster! Skittle, skittle, skittle. Oh, Buster Booster almost three times because I've got this. Is it Buster pre release pack? Pre release pack, which has already been busted. And what do I find inside? We were excited at the moment because we just got the headphones to work properly in there. Yeah, and we can <laughs> hear all the, the, the cool <laughs> audio Sounds. stuff. I don't know if it's going to record that well, but my God, we can hear. Like, we've got super hearing. Inside this pre-release, is it pre-release pack? Inspiration, experimentation, innovation. We have two boosters. One of them was donated by Brad. Brad? Yeah. Bradley Valencia. Valencia, that's how you say it. Uh, he, he's uh, sent in a Theros booster, which is probably one of our favourite sets of all, Aaron, I'd yeah, say. Yeah, Seven Land Hand favourite. Yeah, we certainly had a blast during that. And he's uh, sent us in a Theros uh, booster pack, so we'll, uh, boost, we'll boost this and bust it open and bust and boost. And then bust. Yeah. Everywhere. And, uh, yeah, and our favourite listener question, which uh, Mishka chose in the break, we'll uh, get this and... A Gills of Ravnica pack right after mm. it. So, what are they hoping for? Four Thoughtseize. I, I don't even know what's in, what's in Theros. Four Thoughtseize. I think that's a big one. Foil. Were the lands any good? Were there any lands? Temples. Temples. Yeah. All right. So, like, okay. Okay, here we go. Blue black ones to play? Theros. Temple of Deceit. Okay, uh, Mishka didn't play this set, did you? You hadn't started playing by this time. So, we're going to start with something called an ill tempered Cyclops. Three, oh, playable, 100%. Three and a red for a 3 3. He's got trample, and you can pay five and a red for a monstrosity three. Monstrosity is the if this creature is monstrous, put counters? three plus one. Well, yeah, monstrous three. Put three plus one plus one counters on it, and it becomes monstrous. I feel like monstrous is a great mechanic for limited, so right? Oh, yeah, because it gives you a mana sink late game. It's like um, kicker or whatever, except better. Yeah. So it's not just like a three drop, and that's it. It's dead. It can also come through, and you can play it as yeah. a six drop. Was the format can- fast? Uh, it was battle cruisery. Okay, hmm. so that sort of thing's good. Ill tempered cyclops. Just a first pick. I don't think you would ever first pick this. No, no. <laughs> it's just a. It's just a. It was just solid, good. dude. Oh, God, I love this format. Okay, guardians of Mal- you got to think as well. It's all about building upon creatures and, and auras and stuff like that as well, isn't mm. it? This is what the, this set's all about. Guardians of Miletus uh, is a three colorless for zero six defender. And that's that. Probably quite terrible. Mm. Not yep. good. No, I wouldn't play that. Back in the days when we used to laugh at artifacts. Scholar of <laughs> Athreos, uh, two and a white for a one four, two and a, and a black for each opponent loses one life. You gain life equal to the life lost this way. Is this fine? Yeah, it was okay. Okay. You didn't really want it because you wanted just bodies to put auras and stuff okay. on. Okay. Mm. And this was I remember being like all right, but white black wasn't a very established like archetype, so you just not not play it all. Also that. reads like a two headed giant card, doesn't it? When it's like each opponent each loses opponent, one life. Yeah. It was it, and it was very good in two headed giant. Yeah. Disciple of Fenax, two and two black for a one three. <laughs> Looking at the back of the pack there. Uh, Disciple of Fenix, two and two blacks for a 1-3 When Disciple of Fenix enters the battlefield Target player reveals a number of cards from his or her hand Equal to your devotion to black You choose one of them Each player discards that card Did you just take a gasp of breath because you played this in pauper and it's really exciting No, no, because I remember Was was Gary in this format? Okay, so in this case this card is actually fairly decent, right? Because if you've got um, Grey Merchant Asphodel Yeah, so you could play it on turn four And if you had one other black pip in play They would reveal three cards from the hand and they discard one 
Um, and then you curve it into Gary and you drain him for five. Yeah, and okay. gain five. Pretty strong. One, three, body, whatever. But mm. uh, you would never first pick any of these No, cards. but like that, that's where it gets value, right? If you're playing in that sort of black deck. Those are pips. You're counting the pips. Uh, Grey yeah. Merchant of Asphodel, that's Gary. He was at Common in this set. Common? Common, yeah. <laughs> that's, why, that's why it's so good in Pauper. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a Pauper card. Oh, God. <laughs> for Rika's Cure, uh, two black pips. Uh, instant, Rika's Cure deals two damage to target creature and you... Gain two life. Uh, I th- I remember this being okay, but creatures got out of hand like really, really quickly. So two damage wasn't really much. Two damage didn't end up yeah. uh, scaling very well into the into the light game. And it's a pretty strict casting cost as well with the two black pips. Yeah, you know, if but like you were generally heavier black than you were any other color. Mm. Rage of Perforos, four and a red for a sorcery. Rage of Perforos deals four damage to target creature. It can't be regenerated this turn, and you can scry one. It's weird that they put the regenerate clause on there. They, they, yeah, they um, can still regenerate at this point, right? I remember yeah, that. this is one of the last sets where they cared about things regenerating. Mm-hmm. Um, this was, I think, okay. But again, by the time you got to five, they had already kind of like cast a bestow, and if they just bestowed on a two-three, this didn't actually kill anything that you yeah, needed okay. it to kill and it's sorcery speed it's it's strange, but it feels like it's weird that we haven't had a bestow yet because you know that sort of gets you into the flavor of what's going on yeah. with theros right feral invocation two and a green for an enchantment aura uh you can flash this in uh enchant creature enchanted creature gets plus two plus two this was pretty good again like because combat uh, trick that's permanent uh, yeah, and also a lot of the best green creatures were like two twos with heroic get plus two oh, plus two yeah, creatures, sure. or a three three that heroic get plus three plus three counters. But this is still old fashioned enchantment. It's not like bestowing, so you could still get two for one with a bit of removal. Yeah, g- generally you would play this as a combat trick. So you go attack with my three three, and you got three mana up, and they go ah, I block with my three two, and then you get your heroic trigger, and you get this flashed in because you can flash it you in. get your card even if they untap and kill it but again the, the removal in the set was not very good so yeah they well, he- where was this rated was like a good pick this or? is not good because okay. no. hmm. all the bestow stuff didn't screw you return centaur three and a black for a two four when return centaur enters the battlefield target player puts the top four cards of his or her library into his or her graveyard was there a mill deck uh, there was like a there was like a weird self-mill thing built. It was a black-green built around an uncommon called Nemesis of Mortals, which was like a 5-5 five, five snake that cost six, but it cost one less for every creature in your graveyard. Okay. And then you could monstrous it for 10, but that cost one less for every creature in your graveyard. And it, so it just was like, you could just go... some. Yeah, there was there was like a little bit of self-mill, okay. but you very rarely milled your opponent. Bad cut. Mm. No, not good. Okay. We hit, oh, here we go. This, this is, is a card format. This is this is no, no, no. We're getting into the good stuff now. Hopeful Eidolon, one white for a one-one. Hey, uh, you can bestow it for three and a white. Uh, it gives you life link, and enchanted creature gets plus one plus one, and it has life link. So this, this would be something. Okay. This would be something you'd throw on the top of something else just to get life link, right? Mm-hmm. I'm assuming with heroic, this is amazing. Yes. Okay. So the best common in this set for white was called Wingsteed Rider. It was oh, one yeah. white, white, two, two with flying. Heroic, put a plus one, plus one counter on it. So a two, two with flying for one white, white? So mm-hmm. it's already play, like, it's playable. It's already good, yeah. yeah. So you go Wingsteed Rider on 10-3. Not a lot of instant speed interaction in the format. So you just untap, you go, 
hopeful Eidolon on this, and you've suddenly got a 4-4 flying lifelink heroic thing. Uh, and so, and then they go, okay, cool, take four damage, whatever, untap, kill it, or whatever, or bounce it. And you go, cool, I've got a 1-1 lifelink now, and then you bestow onto the 1-1 lifelink. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's kind of like you never really got ultimately screwed by playing the auras mm. and stuff, and I've never played a format if where If you kill the creature in response to the bestowed, is the... They... they squeezed the rules text of bestow and in the comprehensive rules so if you killed it in response you still got the bestow creature wow that's yeah i don't know how they did it but it, they they made it happen okay mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense right and mm. everyone was like surely at least in response and they're like no it just comes into play <laughs> <laughs> and we were like are you sure and they're like yeah and they just wrote it in the rules it's like even if it's killed in response it still comes into play yeah it never feels bad yeah it was kind of like that thing, you know how we always, we always used to laugh at artifacts and then they made them important in Kaladesh. Mm-hmm. Um, this, we always used to laugh at any reason to uh, enchant your creatures and make them bigger because you always get two for one and everything. This kind of messed with that because it would just, this Voltron of cards would just collapse down and you'd, you know, all of a sudden this, this singular creature with all these stats would just melt down into like four or five creatures, you know, yeah. and you just be like, all right, well, I'm going to take, I've got a board state now, you know? Like the, the best blue common was probably uh, Nimbus Nyad, which is two and a blue for a two, two with flying. You can bestow for four and a blue, enchanted creature gets plus two, plus two and flying. Right. So it's like, you wouldn't want to play that aura, skies. but if they kill the creature <clears throat> response, you get a two, two with flying. It's like, fantastic. Like, so, <laughs> it was so good. Ah, I love these trips down memory lane. Yeah. So good. I'm, I'm assuming that's the pick right now, the Hopeful Idolon? Hopeful Idolon is yeah. what I would pick, yeah, for sure. Fate Foretold, one in a blue for an enchantment aura. Enchant creature, when Fate Foretold enters the battlefield, draw a card. When enchanted creature dies, its controller draws a card. It, the... Okay, this is all from what I've heard from other people talking. The Blue Out Heroic deck was one of the better decks in the mm-hmm. limited format, and this is just another way of triggering Heroic and gaining your card advantage? Uh, yeah, um, it, this one, you you do open yourself up to getting 2 for one because if they do happen to bounce it or kill it in response, you don't get any of it. Uh, and also, it didn't give any power and toughness boost, and mostly you were wanting to do yeah. that. Um, but if you were like blue-green... The green heroic creatures gave lots of plus one plus one counters, and so you'd want to play this in blue green a little more because you could draw more. Any, any target is blue. yeah any yeah. target. You just kind of wanted anything to target. This is on the much lower end of the mm. playability scale. Yeah. Yeah. It replaces itself immediately, so it's not yeah. It, it's it, if it end. doesn't get killed in response, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, and we're into uncommons now. Uh, so hopeful Eidolon is our easy pick for the for the uh, for the common cards. Ordeal of Thassa is one in a blue for an enchantment aura. Enchant creature. When enchanted creature attacks, put a plus one plus one counter on it. Then, if it has three or more plus one plus plus one counters on it, sacrifice Ordeal of Thassa. When you sacrifice Ordeal of Thassa, draw two cards. This is really good. This is so good. <laughs> this is really, really good. Really good. Um, yeah, if it, like, uh, let's just say Wingsteed Rider. you got a Wingsteed Rider. Chuck an Ordeal mm. of Thassa on it. <clears throat> Again, it's attacking as a 4-4 flying with two plus one plus one counters on it. Next turn, if you get an attack in, put another counter on it. Five, five flying, sack ordeal, draw two cards. It's like, mm. uh, like it's it was really, really, really good. And the counters stay. And, and the counters yeah, you just sack in the, the ordeal. And this was part of a cycle of ordeals. Uh, all so the ordeals like, playable? Uh, the, bl- the black and the green ones weren't so good because the black one made them 
discard two cards and it was like by the time you were doing that it was too late and the green one ramped you like like a basic out of your sure, deck. Sure, okay, yeah. So it was like a quest thing to jump through, but it wasn't that great. But the blue mm. one drew you two cards when you triggered it. The red one dealt three damage, so you bolt something. And the... White one? The white one gained you 10 life. Yeah. <laughs> Which was like, okay, like because the format often devolved to racing. Okay. If you ever just did that on your thing that was already huge, you're just like, I'll gain 10. Like, I can't block you at like 7-7 <laughs> seven, seven now. Okay, would you take that over? Or, uh, I'd say, item? yeah, it was it was more powerful and uh, as an uncommon, a bit more unique and yeah. it's all the things that you want for Blue White Heroic. There's, that actually got a bunch of standard play ordeal. Really? Yeah. Mogus's Marauder, two and a black for a 2-2. Two, two. Uh, he's a creature, human berserker. He's a man with a bloody, let's say, bison skull on top of his head. When Mogus's Marauder enters the battlefield, up to X target creatures gain uh, each gain Intimidate and Haste until end of turn, where X is your devotion to black. Intimidate? Is that and they can't haste. be blocked by any creatures that, that aren't the same color? Yeah. Okay, cool. Also, artifact creatures can block it. Okay. Uh, this, this wasn't great. Uh, I, th- I think you would maybe play one if you were a super heavy black devotion deck. I hate I hate these cards that I'm never f- happy with the cards that give other things haste because mm-hmm. it always feels like you have l- a few limited windows within the game to yeah. where you can play them and you might not be right mana wise and having X target creatures each gain intimidate and haste I care more about the intimidate thing because mm-hmm. you board state that's already there course, okay, right yeah. let's go and intimidate if mm-hmm. not playing a black deck good. But the haste thing, I it's guess kind the, of... Just... I guess the shtick with it is that on turn five, you could play a two drop and this, and then it, the two drop, and all your other creatures get intimidate and haste to end of turn. Mm. But that never came up for me. And all you would do the haste with was you target itself. Right? Exactly, yeah. So it's pretty much just so it can come in and attack for two yep. as a three drop and get killed by everyone else's three threes or whatever they've got. Yep. <laughs> right. uh, Warrior's Lesson is a an instant for green. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's the pose. Uh, until end of turn, <laughs> up to two target creatures you control each gain. Whenever this creature deals combat damage to a player, draw a card. Now, I can remember playing this quite a bit. This was good just because it multi-targeted for heroic. Yes. For one mana. That so if you're blue-green, you got a random blue heroic thing and a random green heroic thing. You attack with both and they're like, I'll, double, I'll block with one creature and a second creature because they couldn't possibly trigger heroic on both of them. <laughs> and then... Uh, bang, and bang. Then he, and then he would, yeah, bang, bang. That's what it was, yeah. uh, This is still not as strong as Ordeal of Thassa, though, because that just draws you cards. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Okay, and I'll just ease up. What have we got? Oh, it doesn't say Mythic or Rare at the bottom of the Theros nah, no, cards. No, this is before they changed the borders. Yeah, yeah it doesn't change. We've got a uh, Rare. Gift of Immortality to... And a two and a white. Can I try and remember what this does? Yeah, go on. So it's two and a white. Can I guess what this does? Sure, go. Returns a creature from a graveyard to play. <clears throat> no, it's an enchantment aura. It says, enchanted creature has, whenever this creature is put into the... Uh, whenever this, when, whenever enchanted creature dies, return it to the battlefield at the beginning of the next end step. Return gift of immortality to it from the graveyard attached to it at the beginning of the next turn. Jeez. It's like is it worded that bad in the card. It's, yeah. it's like it's Aaron's awkward, version yeah. is like a kindergarten kid reading <laughs> this card. It's gift of immortality, two and a white enchantment aura. 
enchanted creature. When enchanted creature dies, which was you got that bit bang on, return that card to the battlefield under its owner's control. Oh yeah, it comes back immediately, and then gift comes back in the end step. Return gift of immortality yeah. to the battlefield attached to that creature at the beginning of the next end step. Mm. Was this good? No, not, no, not, not as good as ordeal. Because yeah. it would trigger heroic on the come in, and they go kill it, and you, and it would come back. The the best thing about this card was that you could win in limited with a card called Bearer of the Heavens, which was an eight drop creature that came in and destroyed all other permanents when it came into play. And it would come in and you'd like put Gift of Immortality on it and it would attack and it would destroy all the permanents. Oh, it, it, there was like some weird combo with it where you could blow up all their stuff and you would just have a 10 10 on the battlefield at the end of it with no other permanents in play. Okay. With this card, in it, it was some, some weird combo. So we're probably taking Ordeal? I'd take Ordeal with Fast. Oh, that. Yeah. But that, I just love what a these. a weird set. I didn't matter, but I just love these <laughs> opening of these old packs. It really Me takes too. you down the memory lane of, of playing all of these cards and um, really takes It's like listening to an old record. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Yeah. Mm. So thanks for that, Brad. That was fantastic, Thank you so much, Brad. And if yeah, cars. we've said a few times, if anyone's got an, any uh, sort of vintage packs or any current packs that they want to send in, and we can open them and we can give them to uh, our favourite listener question on the on the show, uh, please do get I, in touch with at podcast at sevenlinehand I'm genuinely just leafing through these cards and just feeling that warm feeling. Yeah, I know. I was like that. I was just looking at. Me. See, for You'll me, know that feeling soon, Mishka. For me, it's always the artwork. <laughs> when you know, Armand Ket comes into oh, Phantom Draft on Magic Online, you'll be like... Hour of Devastation. Uh, Hour of Devastation. As astute listeners will have noticed, I never remember the card names, but boy, do I remember the pictures. Mm. And uh, yeah, just seeing I was the just pictures, doing the poses like, of oh. the, like... <laughs> yeah. hey. Warriors lesson. <laughs> but anyway, we're here for Guilds of Ravnica, so let's go into David's Box of Tricks. Is it Box of Tricks? Oh... There's a secret, there's a pod meeting going on in the pod meeting. I'm about to Mishka open was it. trying to say, are there any listener questions? Oh. oh just subtly, though. Now you have to, like, out uh, me on air. Are there any listener questions, Aaron? <laughs> I was off I mic. don't know. Um, I have got my... Oh, the, the, the seated pack. Yeah. Uh, we haven't opened that yet. Haven't opened the seated pack. No, no, I'm not going to bust the boost on the open seated pack. I'm keeping that because it's got a, a foil thousand-year storm Ooh, in front of it. Gorgeous. Yeah, which is very pretty. Aaron tells me it's worth thirteen US dollars. Thirteen US dollars, wow. and an elf knight with my uh, passcode to get me a free sealed event on MTG Arena, which we'll talk about in a huh. minute. But ooh, what's this? It's a Guilds of Ravnica pack that we got out of the uh, pre-release pack, so you mm. know, sorted in any sort of fashion. Uh, any questions or complaints about the Thoros segment on uh, the video stream? Elijah French says. Yeah. Oh, he had the like beer that I told yeah. him to have earlier on. <laughs> yeah. He's lent on his keyboard with his elbow. The instructions for this video stream were to uh, have a beer and mop yourself off. So, everyone at home, mop yourself off. Mop yourself off, but make sure you've but, had a beer first because it's, otherwise it's dangerous. And every, every for listeners, every time you hear dunk on the microphone, that's me hitting my cap against the microphone. All right, Gil's Ravnica, boys. Yes. Woo! Let's do it. Okay, straight in there with the gold pack. Not as shiny as the Russian version, if you notice. Which is shiny. Really? And super packaging, shiny. Packaging oh, yeah. Nice, yeah. Off, the, off the back, we've got a, another, an elf knight. They seem <gasps> very common. 
and an is it Guildgate? Okay. Straight off the top, I can't make sense of this picture. This picture I've looked at long and hard because I can't see where the face is. It's intrusive pack beast. Four and a white for a 3-3 creature beast (laughs) with vigilance. When intrusive pack beast enters the battlefield, tap up to two target creatures your opponent control. Uh, Now, we usually like that ability. It's quite good. Mm. Uh, Good at the top end of an aggressive deck. Again, if you go a one, two, a three, a four... An intrusive pack beast, you generally win on the spot. But is 3-3 enough for a five-mana card? The value is not in the Power body. And toughness. It's in the... It Tapping is a body down. that happens to be attached to a tap-down thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You sure? Yeah. You happy with that? Sure. All right, cool. Wouldn't first pick it. No. Ever. The pack oh. would have to be... Pretty terrible, yeah. That's a radical idea to pick it. I, I would pick, pick that radical over idea. pack beast. <laughs> <laughs> radical idea uh, is you have to teach me about the blue cards I'm not deep into it enough to know about I've got a couple of draft videos for you coming out where I play Ooh. blue in both of them you better get them up soon I do fine I'm really <laughs> wanting to see some of those videos uh, one and a blue for a radical idea it's an instant just get a draw a card and then you can jump start it later on you can just now just to be clear jump start so you you, you play radical idea you draw a card. It goes into radical idea. Goes in your graveyard. Mm-hmm. Then later on, you yep. can uh, cast this card from your graveyard by discarding a card in your hand and paying the casting cost of radical idea. Correct. Yeah, and you exile radical idea after you've got yep. your second card. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, cool, cool. The funny thing about this is that it is not ever card advantage. Because it just replaces itself. Because it replaces itself on the first one, and then the second one, you're like, oh, it's a free spell in my graveyard. You have to discard a card yeah. for it. So you always traded two cards, the card from your hand and the But is card it a discard. way to make it late game usable? Because yes, it is. late game, you, you know, that great 1-1 one, one that we were talking about, the mm-hmm. is it Healing Hawk or Hawk? Healer's Hawk, yeah. Healer's Hawk. You might want to want to play that one so much, especially if they've got lots of big flyers on the board. Mm-hmm. You can chuck it and get another card. So it's almost like cycle, right? It, it is very out. much like cycle. And uh, I flood a lot, as most people who know and watch my watch my YouTube videos will know. I mm. flood almost constantly. Um, yeah. Didn't you jump come in, start? Is the, you took a you took a, a toilet break in the pod in one of the breaks you came and back I in. I weed all over my shoes, which was flooding again. And yeah. you came in and washed your jeans down. Yeah, flooded again. Oh my god. Uh, this is actually a really great mechanic for limited just because um, you can uh, d- discard... Um, cards you're not going to need. Yeah, cards you don't need late in the game, which I really like mm. as for, for limited. Have you been playing this one, Mishka? I haven't been playing much limited, but yes, I have played Jumpstart and I've liked it. Oh. Uh, and also the, the biggest positive to this card is that it um, triggers all your... Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery, do X things. Mm. Also, yeah. like the Is It Spells deck, it, it is an Is It Spells deck, the, yeah. the Is It Archetype. So just having more cheap spells you can play and get into mm. your graveyard or into exile for that matter. Yeah, I just can't get past that whole, you know, casting lots of instants and sorceries and living happily with it and trying to get two in and double them up. And all. It's, that's just not my jam. That's the sort of stuff I live for. Like, yeah. um, the, it, well, in, in this format anyway, the Blue Red Spells deck is like, it's got the power there, and you feel There's a lot very of going clever. On. You feel yeah. very clever when you pull it off <laughs> because they like tap out on turn six, and you go, "How much are you on?" And they go, "Oh no, 
And then you go. <laughs> There's a cool. lot of that going on. Yeah. You can be in quite high life totals, and they just go bang, 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 bang. Yeah. Um, just because it, every incident in sorcery, you've been holding in your hand to like curve to get like like bring them all together to do one big crazy turn. Mm. Um, so jumpstart just kind of fits into that. If you just need another spell to cast, it's another spell to cast. It's, it's not just happening, is it? Either I was playing a Selesnia deck today, and I, I think I was on thirteen life, and he just had his go, and he went bang, 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 and I was just, and I was on like negative seven. I'm like, I, and I didn't what? even check the card. I was just like, what the fuck happened then? <laughs> and it was just I was just like a gape looking at the screen. It's like, I, 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 and that was it. And I, I thought then then I thought. Should have seen what he did. <laughs> like backward engineered that. Yeah. I was guaranteed that was flower flourish. Yeah. In Slesnia? Yeah. I took, yeah. Oh, could have been. Yeah, it could have been. Going to flourish, flourished and plus two, mm. plus two, everything, right? Yeah. Well, here's, here's a card you could flourish in a, in a Slesnia deck. Uh, Generous Stray. Two and a green <laughs> for a uh, creature. He's a cat. He's a bit of a moggy. He's a bit bent. And he's a one, two. So no one really likes him. He's a, yeah. But he draws a card. When Generous Stray enters the battlefield, draw a card. So you're playing three mana for a 1-2 and you get a card. Uh, the body is not irrelevant because it can block the X-1s and stuff. It can block like an ornery goblin in, in Boros if they aren't mentoring it. I only really like this card uh, in Golgari because it's a body to put into your graveyard. <laughs> Very quickly, yeah. Uh, it's designed by a stuff. dog lover, I believe, because it's just like just get cats. By a big you just throw them <laughs> under the wheels of whatever yeah. you want. Uh, and then it's, it's a body sad. in your graveyard for your undergrowth stuff, and you can sacrifice yeah. stuff like strands. Which, yes, the strands. Seven strands. Yes. Yeah, oh, which, is, which is one of the problems I found with playing undergrowth is I just I don't know if I'm too protective of my car, of my creatures on the battlefield, but instead of just throwing them under the wheels like you might with the generous stray, I end up with nothing in my yeah. uh, graveyard. And then it was like uh, rhizome lurcher, or <laughs> we've got. Yeah. You, you you put that in a plate, and you've got nothing to to gain. You yeah, know, it's, it's, it's like very rhizome, rhizome like to make rhizome lurcher a four four on turn four. You would mm. have to go through so much stuff, get really lucky with a glow spore shaman, which dumps three uh, cards yeah. in your graveyard. Get the or creatures in trade there. off your two drop and three drop post combat, play your rise and lurcher, and you've worked that hard just to get a four four like for four for four. Yeah, um, which you should so, just get anyway. So Lesney has that at common with Rosemain Centaur, yeah. which is the other reason I like Generous Stray because you can um, just convoke stuff out a bit early, and it's a body that you don't mm. care about tapping down. Uh, but yeah, I don't know, this card's not very good. I think that's good. maybe for just general conversation later on. But that was the thing I, I I wrote to you during the week and said this undergrowth seems 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 bad. Yeah. But I was reading through it a lot of the Golgari cards in terms of limited, and I was thinking this card would be all right, but it desperately needs this other card to be there. And if you're in limited, you might never see that other card. Yeah. So it's you, terrible. You could draw Rhizom Lurcher, Crowl mm. uh, under growth warriors or whatever and uh the vigor spore worm and then they're all just like terrible vanilla creatures but in standard when you can actually team them all up together and there's a certainty that you're going to have these cards working mm. together all of a sudden it's actually why they put cards it. like stitches supplier in uh corset because they knew that it was going to be too powerful to put in guilds of ravnica and so right. you go hey here's some stuff to fuel undergrowth or whatever in the next set ah, i feel yeah. like with Gogar that you just need to play like a 
like a, a number of, uh, you know, the vine, the porco's vine, which you sacrifice to Zero, draw a three card. Yeah. For one. And yeah. then the rats, and you just actively want to chunt block with them. You just yeah. like try to yeah. play the game and you try to play creatures that will die easily. You play cards like this. Um, if that feels inherently cat. wrong to me, I'm always it like, feels oh, very I don't want to, well, I just yeah. don't want to kill them off, you know? Cause, yeah. If someone is aggressively like throwing their burglar rat under my 3 2, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. what the hell is going on? And then you play 7 7 Rhizome Lurcher. I'm like, God's sake. Like, th- that's when it's really frustrating. That's, you don't want Rhizome Lurcher as the top of your curve. You want it like a big late game card that pays off you making all these terrible attacks. It's a weird style I played a four mana 2-2 two, two Rhizome Lurch today because I just Ooh. needed somebody on the deck and I felt like shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why didn't I just kill everyone off? Then if I killed everybody off, I'd have just Rhizome Lurch on the battlefield. Yeah, and then they go Luminous Bonds and you weep. Yeah, it's, <laughs> uh, yeah I was very unhappy with that. Talking to Severed Strands, this next card is Severed Strands. One and a black for a sorcery as an additional cost to cast this spell. Sacrifice a creature. Boom. There's someone in the graveyard right now. You gain life equal to the sacrificed creature's toughness and you get to destroy target creature and opponent controls. This is at sorcery speed, which I found to be a huge drawback because I, I didn't read the sorcery bit. <laughs> and I thought, great, let's swing into attack. They'll block me. Bang, I'll sacrifice that guy. Do kill a bit of kill. Thing, yeah. No, that's not going to happen. Sorcery no. speed, not as good as I thought it was going to be. This is an okay removal spell, best comboed with stuff like Generous Stray and the Rat. I think I'm happy to have one in my deck, maybe. Yeah, I think so. I think you, don't want, you don't want too many. It's, like a, clutch, otherwise you just, it's yeah. like a clutch thing. Still a two-mana kill their best thing. Yeah, yeah for sure. But it's, it's, it's okay. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't first pick it. Let's let's look at some other cards. I don't want to pick <laughs> this. Aaron desperately go. Like, what Please, are we on? Jesus. Card card four it's is like been so just give us some other cards. We're crying out loud. <clears throat> we got a guild gate. Is it guild gate? Off the back of it, by the way. Artful takedown. Ooh, here's an interesting card. I'd first Ooh, pick like that. Two and a there you go. Two That's why I wanted to rush it along. A two and a blue <laughs> and a black, and it's raining. You like the notion rain? Yeah. It's raining in artful takedown too. Uh, it's an instant and you've got some choices. Choose one or both. Uh, tap target creature or target creature gets negative two, negative four until end of turn. When would you do both? When you... It, they, when they your think, opponent's declaring, oh, about to declare attackers. Yeah. Or they've set up their blocks and you go, before it's my turn, I'll tap down your blocker and kill your other blocker and then you attack them with your f- three creatures or whatever. Give me that one. So you, you, so you target creature so only so one. You, you, you can only a, target one creature, can't you? No. no. Oh, you can do, do yeah. two. Oh, okay. Well, forget about it. Then there's yeah. loads of options for this front. Yeah, yeah. So you can tap a thing and kill a thing, or you can tap your own creature. No, don't do that. <laughs> you, can give, you can give your own creature negative two, negative four. Yeah. Like the, the choices with this are: Are yeah. you doing it offensively or are you doing it defensively? Yeah. Um, if you're doing it defensively, you're not in a great position, but at least then you've killed something. So it's like it's yeah. a good common removal spell. Mm. Yeah. But. Uh, it, this is almost like playing an instant in. What, what 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 point in time do you play this if you're in an offensive? Because you declare attackers before they declared blockers. You'd want to tap down there, dude. Yeah, um, in your main phase, you don't you don't have to do it during combat. Ta- combat you do it during main, main phase. phase yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you can. You probably want to do that to get the most information as possible. But it's it's. I always cast cards like this when I have run out of other good attacks to make. And say they're on 12, and I can deal them six if I kill their best thing and tap down their guy to deal them yeah. six. You chuck it in that situation. Yeah. 
because yeah, you negative. see me, you can see me play play this card and many others in this Ooh. color combination in my Magic Online draft series. Good Plugging, good, good graphics. <clears throat> yeah, because yeah, negative four. You don't think about that. It's, it's got negative four on the Just end of kills it. That's pretty everything. Pretty good. Your first pick in that so far. Yeah, yeah. All right, Demir is also great. Samala Woodshaper, two and a green and a white for a two-one creature elf druid. She's a hippie in the woods with glowing green hands. When Samala Woodshaper enters the battlefield, look at the top four cards of your library. You may reveal a creature or enchantment card from among them and put it into your hand. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. I have yet to play this card, have you? Yeah, me too. I've played Selesnia once. It's and this four is mana like, for a two-one. Four mana for a two-one. It gets yeah, you just it draws get... you a card for four mana. For four mana. Generous trade is that for three. Yeah, but you get a, the choice of it. It's just yeah. not. It sort of thins just... out the top four cards. Like if you compare this, if we're talking about gold commons, which is like a reason to be heavy in that draft thing, Artful Takedown is insane. And this is like, eh. Yeah. That's really all I have I to say I could never it. see myself playing that. I've never I... picked that card. I like this card's name. It's Hypothesizzle. <laughs> Three and a blue and a red. And it's an instant. Draw two cards. Then you may discard a non-land card. When you do, Hypothesizzle deals four damage to target creature. It's been pretty great for me so I far. I really like this card, really yeah. Really good. Uh, this actually reminds me a lot of Artful Takedown mm-hmm. in that it's a good payoff Multitasking. For- yeah, you're just kind of doing multiple things. It's got a few different angles. The multiple things is you're generally drawing <laughs> drawing two cards and killing something. So mm. this this reminds me of a of a kind of a, a an MTG rule that I sort of came up with watching Chow be humble. Be Chow. Uh he's very, hum- he's very humble. <laughs> he's very humble. Because uh, he he would pick cards in draft that weren't just like a uh you know, like a two-two flyer or a three-three. Mm-hmm. You know, just bog- I suppose the worst case is just your your three mana three-three. It would always be a three mana three-three, but then it would do something else, or it do it, it asks the card drafting for- gives you a little bit more, yeah. which which might inter- interact with something else. And you think, and yeah, those cards that do that a little bit more that might interact with other cards is that's when you just sort of level up and make yeah. sure that you're hitting those. Those bars a little bit. I think I think that was a I think that's quite a cool cool thing to keep in mind. Yeah, and like if if you just kind of drafted every draft like that with with like, does this card generate value or does it generate card advantage or does it generate mana advantage or whatever? Like that might just make you like. Oh, mm. does what does my deck care about? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What does my deck care about? Oh, this is doing it. Cool. And I've got like four or five cards that care about this or make that happen. Mm. That's what I like, want. Imagine you drew a what's it called the. Um, Cool. What do we got? Radical idea. Radical idea off of the hypothesis, or you just discard the radical idea, deal full damage to a creature, jump start it from jump start it. Yeah. yeah. Ah, happy days. Mm. Going. Is it mad over there, Mishka? Exactly. <laughs> uh, oh, here's, a, here's an old favorite. Prey upon for one green sorcery speed target creature you control fights target creature you don't control. Have you played this card? Yeah, early in the format, uh, when I thought that green might be playable, but it's just green is. Not if, if this is the common removal spell, it usually just this works in decks where green has got big. 
Yeah. And you yeah. just go around stomping up chump blockers and stuff just yeah. for fun or, and just thin out their board Or on state, turn right? five, you play a 4 4 for 4 and then you prey upon their 3 4 blocker and then you can make an attack you couldn't make before. Yeah. Uh, in this format, it's kind of like your green creatures, you like work really hard to convoke out a thing and they just kill it or put luminous bonds on it and you're like, cool. Jump through all those hoops for all this for nothing, practically. Uh, prey upon is like. At its worst, that it's been in ages as a reasonably flexible removal spell for green, just because green is so like mediocre across the board. <laughs> yeah, so not quite the removal spell that you might be hoping of. But it is the option. I'd play a couple of them if I happen to be green. But I in just... Guilds of Ravnica, is it a Selesnya card? Is it a Golgari card? Uh, both of the colors it's more are pretty beefy. It's oh, more Selesnya yeah. though. Yeah. Well, in Golgari, you'd want it to fight another creature and die and yeah i know which is, which is which is maybe why golgari's not really working all right uh oh gravitic prunt gravitic punch three mm. and a red for a sorcery target creature you control deals damage equal to its power to target player so it's not fighting it's just bang yeah, take that just, just direct damage and your toughness doesn't get affected mm. and you can jump start this one i don't like this type of card i've yeah. been completely owned by this card the, on turn six they just went sure strike on my flyer which was a wee dragon <laughs> so it became a six and then they just gravitic punched me for six and then hit me for six flying oh hang like, on what they they pumped it and then gravitic yeah punched. oh so they go sure like even if they had cast the uh, maximized altitude plus one plus one and flying on a, a Cyclops, say. Mm. That is not an unreasonable thing to do on turn five. And it's one of the reasons that I could combo off and kill people when they were on like 15 or whatever. You go, I got a Cyclops and I got a Wee Dragonauts. You go, um, cool, what are you on? You're on like uh, <laughs> 15. So my Cyclops, I cast Maximize Altitude on it, gets plus one, plus one and flying. What triggers my Maximize Altitude? Hmm. On, on, this is on turn five. Really, so really easy to blue. do. Uh, right. Blue. Yeah, can, blue. Plus one, plus one, and flying. Target my Cyclops. Triggers my Wee Dragonauts. Gravitic Punch targeting my Cyclops. Hit you for five. My Dragonauts fires again. So it's a, so it's a uh, one, three, seven. Oh, no, no. One, three, five now. So you've just dealt them 15 damage on turn five. Flying. Because you and that took two spells, so it's like gravitic mm. punch is kind of like the thing that seals the deal at the end of a big like combo thing. It does not fit in every deck, but it's very archetype specific to that spell heavy. This is a card I would not deck. run in almost any Boros deck. It would you just <laughs> but, don't play it in Boros, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. But maybe an Izzet deck. I don't know. I just don't like these cards that don't actually do anything unless you're killing your opponent. It's an Izzet sure. deck's card, right? It's an Izzet card, yeah. Because yeah. because Izzet's all about doing a burst amount of damage or chipping them away mm. with inevitability. And this card's just, I've just been at the receiving end of it one too many times for me to start la to keep laughing at it. So. <laughs> yeah. All right. So watch out for that one. Um, that's a cool way to kill someone from 15 hmm. I don't know seems to be a lot of that going around I, I'm very worried about it yeah. <laughs> constantly <laughs> oh, well here's, here's a, an arch oh, here's a cycle that we should talk about anyway um, uh, Demir Locket uh, three colourless it's an artifact tap it and add blue or black and you can pay four hybrid that's blue or black tap it sacrifice Demir Locket and draw two cards this is something that we had before, wasn't it? What were they called in Return of Ravnica? Clue stones. 
So the, the yeah, the clue stones in Dragon's Maze, you could sacrifice to draw one card for by by paying mm. once you were done with it. R- really, like I've I've every single time someone plays one of these against me, I go, yeah, yeah. It just seems like it slows them down, it's right? So slow, and the tempo advantage you get from being able to play a five or six or a seven drop one turn early is like it's not huge, yeah, whatever. Especially when you took turn three off, yeah, and then you had to pay seven mana. For the privilege of between paying for its cost and paying for its yeah, activated ability, you draw two cards, one of which you didn't get because you had to play the locket in the first place. It's like, yeah, I, I mean, think- it's it's a good bonus to have on a on a ramp spell. Yeah, being able to sacrifice a late game for drawing two cards. I don't mind that part, but the taking turn three off to, to yeah. play the locket in the first place, that's especially the part when that turns two and three are very important so far yeah. in this format. Uh, and there's no artifact matters cards, right? Nope. So. Items. So there's just no reason back to, to play just this. artifacts. Don't the, worry about it, right? The problem is... People will see this as fixing, though. Possibly if you're splashing, but even then, it's, it's just kind of like... There's, there's a guild gate in every pack. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like, don't... I, if your only splashes off lockets, I've just... Like, if you just never played a locket for the rest of the format, you would be fine. Yeah. <laughs> but um, you said there's a guild gate in every pack, but if it's a... The it's wrong a, It's one. red, white, and you want blue, you know, blue, yeah, blue black sure. or something, then you... Screw yeah, it. like, but you don't want to be like, I want to splash for a couple hypotheses, better play two is it lockets. It's kind of like the two is it lockets. You should just cut the two hypotheses yeah. and play some other media cards because yeah. the fact that you have to shove yourself into a corner just to be able to play a couple removal spells. These lockets are like their spots. Yeah, yeah. their spots. Um, the thing that I was going to say about them is gone from my mind. So okay, maybe come back to it. You know, when you when you thought about it a little bit longer. <laughs> Just glare yeah. at the card for a while. Yes. Oh, damn, it's gone. Yeah. It'll come back. Okay. Okay, cool. We've got a, a split card here. Uh, f- our first uncommon. It's uh, Now, the, these ones aren't haven't got the, the two in the middle, mm. so they're not funny like that. You know, yeah. it always go, what was what's a good sh- example? Uh, uh, consigned to oblivion. Ah, see how that works? Like, it's like a sentence. Mm. This is just the first three letters to match up. It's not as much fun. <laughs> no one's laughing at that. Anyway, this one, uh, invert and invent. See how we did that? Really, it's just they just colored in the R and made it into an N. In the second <laughs> uh, and it's usually like a, a, cheapish, a cheapish left and a, a more expensive mm-hmm. right. So invert is a hybrid, blue or red, and instant uh, switch the power and toughness of, of each of up to two target creatures. Switch the power and toughness of each of up to two target creatures. Until end of turn, which they... No, erot- no, doesn't say that. No, they eroded it immediately because yeah. they oh, forgot they? to put it on the card. Oh, my yeah, God. Otherwise, it would really? permanently change yeah. the tough power and toughness of the creatures. It's impossible to track. They literally yeah. just... Uh, changed. Stuffed up. As soon as the second man... Uh, whoops. Which they actually did with Hostage Taker as yeah, well. Yeah, Hostage Taker as well. Otherwise, Hostage Taker could infinite loop with, with itself if you wanted to. Ah, okay. Okay. So switch the power and toughness of each up to two target creatures in invisible ink until until end of turn. (laughs) How do we feel about that side of it? Situational. I haven't even seen this card. It's at an instant speed, which is kind of handy. It's a trick. Yeah, let's engineer a situation which is good. You just attack and you just go, right, then they block and you go, bang. I'll flip that around and now you're a weak little dude. Yeah, you attack with two three twos and they block with two two twos and you... Switch the power and toughness of your creatures so they become two. Oh, you switch their two twos to be two twos. <gasps> oh, oh <genius. laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, I would like it's a cheap spell to trigger your instants and sorceries matter stuff. But Are there any like most low of... power, high toughness creatures? No, nah, it's usually the way around, isn't it? For is mentor yeah. creatures, they're like yeah. high power, little toughness. And I was like, oh, maybe I want to play this with Wee Dragonauts because it gets the power boost afterwards but doesn't even work with layers because the very last thing that you do with layers is apply the power and toughness switch so you play three instants and sorceries before this and we dragonauts power will always be three it's fu- it doesn't make any sense i was like, thinking maybe it's it, it's a shit way to save your mentor creatures but then i realized it's a blue red card because <laughs> you know like if you, you were, could play the red hybrid side in your boris deck I, oh I yeah yes yeah. but that's a stupid thing to do, don't isn't do it? that so you, you can mentor in, flip your 3-1 to be a 1-3, whatever that one was called. After the mentor it, things Yeah, happen. and it oh. doesn't get killed. <laughs> it's such a niche. Like we've got to engineer yeah. these wacky situations in which it's good. Um, where it was good was I was playing... In the bin. That one. <laughs> we um, cut the card in half. The, the only deck I have three owed with so far, which is very sad, 12 drafts in. Uh, the... You play this as uh, a way to protect your yeah your, your weaker guys. Yeah. Hit them with a little bit of extra. You cast trample. it on yourself. Uh, yeah, on your own guys so with the higher toughness, like on fire urchin and stuff to push a little bit of damage. But really, the second half of it, which is invent, which is four red blue instant. Search your library for an a, instant for card. an instant and or sorcery, sorcery card. Put them in your hand and shuffle your library. Yeah. I use this to get Inescapable Blaze, which is six uncounterable damage instant and a direct current, which is just 10 damage in two cards. Nice. Yeah. So it's just a six mana go get your two best sorcerer instant spells. Yeah. I got it. You play the crabs. You play two crabs and then you attack with the crabs and then you, you yeah. swing with... Oh, I was thinking about playing the crabs today. Mm. Crabs are a four mana for a two five. There we go. High, okay, high Sim- five two. Bang. Simic deck five. of the Simic deck of the format. Toughness matters. You wheel every single invert invent because they're terrible otherwise. And yep. you play not grappling subdue because that's a zero four, <laughs> and not the other one that's a zero three. Defenders, but you play yep. Hitchclaw Recluse, curve that into Wishclone Crab. Then you go attack with both. And they go. I'm not going to block. And then you go ah, take seven. Oh off yeah, your, yeah. Off your for a turn. For a turn. <laughs> Situational good cards. Yeah. Oh, that was invent. Uh, well, that was invert invent. Um, <laughs> we're not playing that ever, are we? Is no. that really? I mean, you said you went three and zero, oh and that was in your yeah. Um, and and so... one time I did use the invent side to search out yeah ten damage worth of direct damage spells. But I however, think that's you'd rather be playing your six mana to actually just do the thing. Uh, yeah, you, but but it, it's like it's a six mana card that draws you two cards, which are always the best two cards in your deck. Yeah, at that and in limited, in that's probably pretty good because it, they but, could just, in limited you can have some great cards in your deck you never see uh, for sure. And that goes get some. Flag. And I could understand if I never played this card before that again. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but it was three good. In, but it was good in in that yeah. deck because I had two great things to get with it, and the first half was not irrelevant. Disinformation campaign: a one, a blue, and a black. Look, the picture looks like a queue outside a nightclub. Uh, maybe they're waiting for new disinformation. Order. Oh, disin- that's the name of the band. Disinformation <laughs> campaign. <laughs> All right, uh, one, a blue, and a black for an enchantment. When disinformation campaign enters the battlefield, you draw a card, and each opponent discards a card. Whenever you surveil, return disinformation campaign to its owner's hand. Oh. Right. This okay. is a pretty good win condition, kind of by itself. Draws you a bunch of cards, ruins their game plan. They can't hit their land drops and stuff. And 
almost every Demir card that is good surveils. Yeah. So it's just... So you just keep cycling this, you mill their hand down to nothing, mm-hmm. and you get cards for every time that happens. Yeah, which is generally more surveil cards to bounce this back to your hand and make sure they never have anything cool to do. Oh, I was going, I was trying to I was trying to look at I was thinking what's this girl's makeup but it's just a hand on her face <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't quite make out look, look at that it looks like there's some you know, she's, I was thinking that it's the people queuing up in a nightclub so I thought yeah they've got wacky they're all just there's, whispering in each other's ears yeah. people would sooner save a sweet lies than two what if I play this card right now if I, if you surveil later on what's going to happen is discard like, a card and and I'll get this card back again and we can do it all over again is that, does that sound alright. Yes. I think what's happening now is we're really enjoying having the headphones and we're just like... Me too. I don't think it's too exciting for anyone else. <laughs> nah. All right, Whispering is a new dynamic to Seven Lane Hand. What's that uh, black mana for? A, can just can black mana discard a card. Your opponent discards a card, loses life. Can you whisper that, uh, Michelle? No. No, <laughs> no I'm not doing just that. kidding. Uh, it's a really bad card. It's like uh, whispers or something. Or... Oh, the, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Surveil. Yeah, I'm yeah, mulligan yeah. down to five. My opponent casts that on turn one. Rats on turn two. And disinformation campaign on turn three. Oh, man. Do you know how... Yeah, that's really tilting. Yeah. That's the worst thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I was worried when I mulliganed to four and then the dude played Burglar Rat on turn two and I was like, really? <laughs> Come on! <laughs> Rub it in, you idiot. Do you ever get that? That's, oh, I, know, I know you've, you've had a rough run. And I've, I had a rough run today. But like today, I, d- I, didn't even, I didn't even want to go back into my sealed pool to go, Can I, could I do something different? Mm. Could I make this better? I just thought, nah, nah. I'm, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> I just fine. See out my three losses and yeah, good, good night. Uh, I think this is our last. Uh, the card that I would pick so uncommon? far would be Disinformation Camp. Oh, uh, no, Arthur Takedown, take down, I think. Arthur Takedown, yeah. You're Demir heavy, really. I love yeah. a Demir. All right, what about this? Inescapable Blaze. Four and two reds for an instant. Can't be counted. Inescapable Blaze deals six damage to any target. Take that. Here comes Carrie. I like it a lot. I haven't played it. Uh, I have killed quite a few people with it. I've been killed with it. Mm. It is fine, replaceable though. I mean, it's it's six mana. Command the storm is a lot better, yeah. which is the common red removal spell. Just deals five damage to any creature. I just always feel on you know. I know it's six damage, and it's to any target. So you can quite a bit really. give it to their face. But you always feel on like you know. There's always a. a trick that's up their sleeve you know they're just like oh, i'm yeah. gonna burn this dude and it's for six mana and mm-hmm. they go oh, i'll just pump him up too and he survives this so it's like I'm yeah that. i mean you can sort of see that sort of like, stuff coming like this but one, that's the difference you know when there's just destroy target creature unless they can like counter that make spell it it's just gonna happen yeah, yeah. right uh this is gonna be aimed at their face more often than not if, yeah. if you're killing a creature with it you're like that means you're behind it's good that you can do it but it's yeah not, it's not great so what you what it's you're kind of doing even if you get this in your opening hand, you're pretty damage. sad. Yeah, I know, but you're thinking if as long as I can get to six mana, all I have to do is do fourteen points of damage, and then bang, inescapable blaze can't escape it. Yeah, like and and that's why it is so good. But you need to be ahead. They mm. need to be at six or less for it to be like really great. Yeah, and you need to like this slightly too many hoops to jump through. Was awful takedown. It's good if you're aggressive. Good if you're defensive. Always just kills a thing. Uh, 
it, but it does commit you to two colors. But like, that's fine. This is committing you to being. It doesn't always just kill a thing because it's got to have four toughness. Everything relevant in this yeah. format has four toughness or less. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, pretty much anything you want to kill. I'm trying to think of anything. No, there are a couple of Golgari cards with high toughness. Golgari cards? You will not see anyway. No, no. I, okay. All right, we're uh, going on to our rare. We don't have a foil, and we've got a rare, and it is... The Goblin guy. No, it's just... I don't like this card at all, but yeah, let's see what you guys think. Citywide Bust. One and two whites for a sorcery. Destroy all creatures with toughness four or greater. Citywide Bust a booster, am I right? Um, yeah. I say I'm about as happy about this as with that one because I just think it's just too situational. It is, Sometimes you don't want to take yeah. down the over four. You know, yeah. it's just like, you know, you're looking at... This is the sort of card you always have in your hand when they've got some... Th- a bunch of two three threes. threes. Yeah. yeah, they're absolutely <laughs> destroying you. <laughs> and you're just going, ah, shit, stupid citywide bust. So, yeah. Was there something in Armanket that gave everything minus two, minus two, or or something like that? But that's for the same. The same L- argument applies, doesn't it? it goes, yeah, there was. There was. Yeah, everyone's got four fours out, be, and everyone gets negative two, negative two, and you're like, no, well, that does nothing. Yeah. So I'll just hold on to it and lose the game. I, one time I was pissed because I had this card that was supposed to be one of the one of the greatest things to happened to the format because it was super aggressive full of two drops minus two minus two to everything whatever and my opponent just went one three two three two three two three and i was like i hate this card i hate this card with all my might i hate it citywide bus is the same it's like you want it to destroy none of your creatures and all of your opponent's creatures yeah again super 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 situational um you want to be boros with like a bunch of two ones and three three twos and stuff but you're gonna. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So and gonna... then they go. I'm gonna wall up behind a crab and a big spider, and then a five-five. Then you go citywide bust. Like, ah, attack with all, see my all those guns. green creatures. Mm. Put them in the graveyard. Yeah. Oh, I'm Golgari. That matters now. Bang! Here we go. Yeah. So it's kind of like a <laughs> sideboard card. Um, it's not. But then you also don't want to like it, you want to be mentoring up your creatures, right? So you want to be playing you know, the hammer droppers to, to make your creatures. Make yeah, your they have Wojek. low tough. They have low toughness at least. Yeah, but then you're making your oh, wojeks you into four fours, and then yeah, um, it, it, if it's in your hand, play according to it being in your hand. <laughs> but um, it's kind of like it's a Boros mm. sideboard card yeah. against green decks. Uh, I'd take off or take down out of this yep. pack. Yeah. Same. I'll go. Yeah, I'm not going to pick. Take the inescapable blaze. I don't, I don't think hypothesis. Fault... I might even. I, I wouldn't fault you for taking hypothesis or inescapable blaze. I think because that that, that can go on Boros, aggro Boros, and just you know dome yeah. them. Right now, I mean, I'm not deep enough in. I'm. I would be so my head would be done in by this pack because it's so blue heavy. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I just don't just know my way around. The... Is it? Yeah, I, I think you could just yeah, go to the blaze and pay Boris. I would do yeah. that. I think yeah. that'd be fine. Yeah, totally fine. But that's only you also because come at it with a plan. That's only because of what I've played and what I feel comfortable with at the moment. Mm. It's not necessarily what the best card is at all. Yeah. Okay. So that was Buster Booster Theros style. Ooh, Who are we going to give the pack to? Packs. Uh, uh, Mishko, you got a winner uh, for the, yeah, the so packs. Congratulations, Henry Jones. Henry Jones. Well done. You just got you win a citywide bust and a Thassa. Well, you get a Theros pack and a Thassa pack. Yay! A Thassa pack and a... A Thassa, a Thassa pack. Fields of Ravnica. Well, that's two free bo- boosters. No one's laughing at that. 
Mm. All right, cool, cool. All right, we're going to... Oh, after this, bit of MTG card quiz. Yes. Oh, no, I haven't been studying my cards. Guilds of Ravnica style. I don't know if it is or not. I've forgotten. It's been a while <laughs> since boys, I wrote boys, it. Boys, boys, boys. Here we go. <laughs> MTG card quiz. Six, six seven, seven, land hand. It's a real quiz. Sounds good with the headphones on. I think we've said that too many times. Everyone wow, at home wow. doesn't give a shit. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, MTG card quiz, Guilds of Ravnica, it says at the top of the page. Mm. And I think some of these cards are related to Guilds of Ravnica. Some of these questions are related to that. To mm. some. Let's see how we go. All right. As per the player's handbook, oh, this is a good question. This. I remember writing this and going, ho, 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 this going to get them. <laughs> All right, question one. As per the player's handbook order, you know the player's handbook? When you buy a bundle, there's a book in there, yeah. and it's got all the cards in there listed. You can okay. look through them and go, ooh, that's a sweet one. Uh, as per player's handbook order, which are the first cards in the last three sets? That's Guilds of Ravnica, M19, and Dominaria. That is card number one. So you know the, oh, card, the I love, card set I love, number? I love this question. Set number, card set number, number one, hashtag one. Shit. You just saw it. alphabetical order? Yeah. They are alphabetical order. I'm not going to tell you. Oh, shit. Have you never looked in a player's handbook? I've never looked at a player's handbook. Okay, I think it's fair to say a player's handbook has them in color order and in alphabetical order. Yeah. Is it white first? I'm asking for... (laughs) How dare you, <laughs> How dare you? In MTG card quiz, you cannot say things like Is that white out the loud. first colour that we list? Okay. Yeah. Mishka so, sorted all the guilds cards and I didn't do it for once, so I'm a bit screwed Let's, see, let's see if we can try it. For, for Mishka, we've got like, you know, every set has its card numbers from 1 to yep. 270 or whatever. Really, we want just the card number 1 from the last three sets. That might... Hook into so Guilds of Ravnica card number one, M nineteen card number one, Dominaria card number one. Oh, I can't remember this. I always think about this, and I'm like, that'd be so cool if that was on a on a quiz one day, and then it happened, <laughs> and you have no idea. Yeah, yeah. I still got listed. I know what it is for Aether Revolt. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> No, I don't. That's a red card. A braid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. how we sort them at the store isn't actually... No. No. Oh. Player's handbook. It's actually the card number one. So when you look down in that bottom left-hand corner, it'll say one of 279. That's the cards that we're after. Ooh. Oh, yeah. man. I'm, I'm pretty strapped. Oh, no. That's the multicolor card. Question two. Oh, do they do them in... Guild order in the guild no, order? it's color guild artifacts oh, gold, I think, or gold color. It's it's colors, gold cards, hybrids, artifacts, lands. Mm-hmm. Right. Question two The Peruns pronunciation as you feel at home, say it how you want in your head. Oh. The Peruns were the founders of the original 10 Ravnica guilds. You know, the guilds. But what are their collective noun names? For example, the Azorius Senate. So the Senate of yeah. Azorius. Name the other nine. Oh, cool. Oh, okay. 
So the Perums were the founders of the original 10 Ravnica guilds. You know the guilds, but what are the collective noun names? For example, Azorius Senate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you can name the other nine. So work your way through the guilds. Think, yeah, what are they about? Some of them are a bit easier than others. Some of them we might have forgotten since Return of Ravnica. All of them? You barely named the guilds. Oh, come on. What? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> what car, What colour comes first? What are the guild names? It's like maybe we need a rookie MTG card quiz. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get Mishka head-to-head with Kai. <laughs> That'd be a good quiz. Nah, Mishka would kill him, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like Ka- to see Kai's, a- Kai knows small amounts of stuff very well. He doesn't know broad amounts of stuff. Oh, Mishka knows some stuff really, really well. Yeah. But yeah. What about a Matt V, a Matt V Kai MTG card quiz? Where they're just the blind leading the blind. They don't know anything. <laughs> oh, no, no. But then we can ask things like, how do you spell magic? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a what t- are the five ah, colors? We're making fun of, of your kindred. Like Mishka is, uh, so without you very close to finishing your teaching degree. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Matt and Kai two people have already done that so we'll have a teacher off <laughs> a teacher magic MTG card quiz alright so we're, what we're doing is um, we're naming the nine remaining guilds after Azorius and just saying what are the collective nouns for those okay this is a 13 point game altogether oh jeez yeah uh, so obviously you get um, three for the first, nine for this one. That's 12. So question three has value of one. Teachers do this. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying this so that Mishka will get excited. He'll go, that's what I'm going to be doing in a couple of years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Telling the students. Yeah. Nobody knows the specific Perun for Orzov. They don't. That's the way it went down. Oh, my God. Nobody knows the specific Perun for Orzov, as the entire Ghost Council signed the contract. Mm. But what is the other name for the Ghost Council of Azova? What is the other name for the Ghost Council of Orzova? So you'd be all over this. This is. I think. I think I might have been able to get this one without. You've played this card. Yeah. Think about it as in terms of a card. But is this in Guilds of Ravnica? No, it's, no it's not in Guilds of Ravnica. Ravnica. Yeah, it? that's why I'm confused. Sorry, wait. What is another word for... What is the other name for the Ghost Council of Orzova? Nah, he's going to kick himself. Let's see. Nah, this those is, are the best classic. questions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah. So just a brief recap because there's a lot of in, a lot of answers to be put down. Uh, so question one was, as per player handbook order, which are the first... Uh, cards in the last three sets for Gills of Ravnica, M19 and Dominaria. So card number one in each of those sets. Question two was the Peruns were the founders of the original 10 Ravnica guilds. Um, we all know the guilds, but what are the collective noun names? And I gave the example that Azorius was the Senate and they all have their own little collective noun grouping names. Uh, question three, nobody knows a specific Perun for Orzov as the entire Ghost Council signed the contract. But what is the other name for the Ghost Council of Orzova? All right, guys. Let's head to the top, see how many out of 13 we've all got. 
Um, <laughs> I might have zero. Oh, no. Oh, this would be good. <laughs> and here he was bragging how he beat you before. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for sending me the questions beforehand. I could really yeah. like put all the... It's a totally fictional thing. And I love it when people say I might have zero because you just go, well, I'm just going to ask him first out of every single <laughs> yeah, question cool, so great. he doesn't get any cheaty things. All right, Mishka. Uh, as per player handbook order, which are the three number one cards from the last three sets? Absolutely no idea. Oh, you can't. I don't. I can't even remember A cards in white in any of the sets. I was going to say Aurelia because I knew that was an A card, except for the fact that is a Boris <laughs> card. Oh, yep. <laughs> Shit. I couldn't think of what it would, was for guilds either. Uh, there's out of the three, there's only one that begins with A. Huh. Oh shit! Yeah, you're right. I have to think of B cards. <laughs> Boros. <laughs> White card. No, I have, I have no idea. Okay. Um, so you've totally struck yeah, out the match. Totally yeah. This uh, is really hard to yeah. think of under pressure. Yeah. Aaron, Guilds of Ravnica. What are you going with? Boros. <laughs> it's a gold gold card. It's no good. No, you, it that... could be a white card that's a Boros guy. I, think I feel so. like from your reaction, it's not. Though. It's totally not. <laughs> Any Boros something is usually like a gold card, isn't it? Yeah, I guess Because so. it's saying this is a red and a white card. Yeah. They... I, I'm trying to think of an example in the past where they have done that, but... Have they? I, I, I think maybe like... I just it'd have to be they'd have to yeah. be like a, an ability that would be a red ability, yeah. You know, or they, they have a red activated ability. Or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, banneret goblin, <laughs> goblin banneret, right? Mm-hmm. No, I've no idea. I don't know. Yeah, that's red. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. M nineteen. A Johnny adversary of tyrants, and Dominaria. I wrote aerial engineer, but that's a blue white card. Okay, uh, I, I think it's um, Aegis of the 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 heavens. This this is I this is where you know you. I thought I'd catch you out, but I caught you out just by asking the question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, for, oh, Aegis of the heavens is corset as well. Never mind, sorry. Guilds of Ravnica. Um, why don't you guess Aegis of the heavens for corset? I only just thought of it. <laughs> Just then, and right. it's now the an- and it's the answer. Yeah, because I've seen the, it at the front of the yeah. thing. That's the only one that begins with A. So, uh, Aegis of the Heavens is the M nineteen number one uh, card. Guilds of Ravnica is Blade Instructor. Really? And that's the, the first alphabetical white card. Oh, I guess yeah. it's not. So, first alphabetical white card is Blade of Instructor and Guilds mm-hmm. of Ravnica. Aegis of the Heavens for M nineteen. Now, this is the weird one that I don't even understand. Um, for Dominaria. Adamant Will is number two. Number one is Khan Scion of Urza. It's colorless. Oh, it's colorless. It's, it's, so it's colorless, colorless, but not an artifact. Yeah, yeah, that is a weird thing. Oh, and in all the Eldrazi sets in the past, that Eldrazi they always were come first. One. Yeah, yeah, great. Should have known that. Great yeah. question. And I thought great that question. was the trick. No, and I thought funny. you'd go like, "Oh, Blade Instructor, Ages of the Heavens, Adamant Will," and I'd go, "Ha ha, I gotcha!" But I just no one got yeah, anything. Will. Yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. I like that question a lot. <laughs> The Perrins were the founders of the original 10 Ravnica guilds. You know, the guilds, but what were their collective noun names? Uh, do you want to take it in turns, or have you got nothing, Mishka? Okay, I've got some, but I'm Let's go through Mishka's first. About. Okay, so... I'll write a Boros little. Legion. Okay, what else have you got? 
Uh, Alternate? Selesnia Conclave. What else have you got? Gruel Clan. What else have you got? Oars of Council. Oars of, right, Council. And yep. that's it. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Were any of them correct? Bor- Boris Legion. Yep. I got that. The Gruel Clans. Yep. Yep. Got that as well. And Selesnia Conclave yep, is correct. Well. Whatever else he said was wrong. Yeah, it was Doors of Council. Doors of Council. Yeah, okay. Uh, what else do you have, Aaron? Golgari Swarm. Yep, yep. Swarm. Is it League? Four. Is it oh, the, League? For which one? For the oh, Is It. These are in the Guild Mages. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were like running out of things to call them and like, oh, just call them the little name. You messed league? it up. Yeah, I know what you mean. I was just is saying, it? Okay, is it is it league for which for, for which, which guild? one? Yeah, Ozov. Is it is it league? Yeah. Is it syndicate? <laughs> Sorry, which one are we talking about? Ozov. Yeah. Is it syndicate or which one? No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Ozov syndicate? syndicate. Correct. The Simic yeah. Combine. The, yeah, it is. That's for bonkers. That combine. one. Yeah. The yeah. House Demir. That's backwards. That one. Yeah, you got House that one. House and the Rakdos. Party folk. Oh. <laughs> I couldn't get, I couldn't remember that one. It was the cult of Rakdos. Cult of Rakdos, there you go. So Aaron got Jeez. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight for that. Oh my god, that's a massive leap. I mean I played eight. pretender right and more, so. Michigan got three. That's all right. You've already lost. He doesn't have the last one. Nobody knows what specific Perun for Orzov as the entire Ghost Council signed the contract. What is the other that's name for the Ghost Council of Orzova? I always say Oz Orzova. Uh, so this is the kick yourself moment, I think. <gasps> Obsidat? Oh, he got it in time. Nice well done. Yeah, it is. Obsidat. Yeah. That was one that's like your brain's working on it subconsciously yeah. in the background. You go, Ghost Council? Obsidat. Yeah, I know that one. <laughs> oh, that was MTG card quiz. It was a real quiz. And we can, now we can talk about Guilds of Ravnica. Topic discussion. A real quiz. Discussion. 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 Um, discussion. Topic discussion. So this is the... Now you've got to the nuts and bolts of the podcast after all that other garbage. Uh, Mishka, you've been uh, studying up on the on the standard. Uh, Somewhat, yeah. So we've just... It's, it's October. <laughs> How many leagues have you played? That's what people... I've lost count. That's what people tune in a podcast for is just to listen to someone who knows something yeah. close to... Pretending to be an expert. Yeah, well, no, we've never we've never pretended to be experts okay. on this podcast. But what's happened is October's occurred, and when October occurs in Magic Land, a whole bunch of sets just go left out of the window, don't they? So we've got uh, and and Gil's Ravnica has arrived. So we've got at the moment we've got Gil's Ravnica, course smallest standard we've had in a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's it's usually the October it's only case, five sets, it? right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so what would we got? What have we, we got back I- to? The Ixlan sets, so yeah, yeah. Ixlan and Rivals, uh, core set, uh, Dominaria, and now Guilds of Ravnica. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so what's that left us with? What's, what's, how's that shaking things up? Well, what? I mean, the, the old metagame, the primarily red-black metagame, uh, we lost a lot of the good cards. We lost Chandra, we lost um, Hardikiran, Hazaret, mm-hmm. uh, Scarab God. We just lost all the, the previously dominant cards in the format. We like kept around Rekindling Phoenix and like Goblin Chain Whirler, but, but without they, they the, only do so much by themselves. Yeah, exactly. Support. The, the supporting cast is gone, mm. so we're hasn't left with go- a completely fresh. I was going to say, isn't Goblin Chain Whirler got a, a mad combo with a Death Touch dude? 
there's a uh, there's a spell that gives Goblin Chain Will a, that can give a creature you control Death Touch. Yeah, but that requires um, Jun Mana, in which we don't have, really have good Jun Mana right, right. now. Forget I asked that. Oh, carry, yeah. carry on so with your breakdown. So you have to cast Jund and a triple red spell. So you, you, have to cast, you have to cast triple red and then either black or green. <laughs> oh, okay. And then you just wipe your opponent's board. Pretty, pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it might be, might be a thing next Worth standard. aiming for. Yeah. Uh, so a completely fresh format is yeah, what yeah. we've come into. Yeah. And, uh, and also, I also, what I was thinking about with the standard is uh, we're all talking about guilds at the moment. So the, it almost feels like it's the inherent thing to just go for the, the guild color combos now because that's the set that's currently out. Is, is that what's happening or is, are we still playing like are we playing three color or are we mixing it up a bit or are we, not, are we playing guild specific or guild style? You know, like Boris is very hasty, mm. attack, get it done in like yeah, a couple so of early turns. We lost uh, the lands from the previous set, so we're left with only the, um, oh, what are they called, the check lands? Check lands. The check lands. Or like buddy lands. Yeah. And- um, which come into play untapped if you control a base, uh, control a yeah, one of the basic land basic, types. Yep. Um, but along uh, with the basic land types are the shock lands. The shock lands, but we only Ooh. have five shock lands. Mm-hmm. So those two color pairs, so uh, the you know the that follow the guilds are going to be the manner is decent. I'm not going to say it's good, but it's decent mm, compared fine. to the other ones. So for example, I'm not seeing any ores of decks running around anywhere mm-hmm. because the manner is just impossible to, to make work. Right. So. Right are now, the guild, are the guild gates getting played? As, yeah, like uh, so in Golgari, you're slow enough that you can play guild gates. And okay. you're trying to play the black, black, green, green yeah. guy, Golgari fine broker. So you really just need to make sure that you cast that on turn four. Otherwise, you're just building a deck around a liability four drop. You can't, <laughs> you can't cast. Um, so yeah, there's there's a little bit of that. You'll you'll see some of the decks um, like blue, white, red control. You will see be quite prevalent because of like you know the, the card choices but also because the mana makes more sense than the other ones you have access to the red white shock land and the blue red shock land yeah. but you don't have access to esper which is blue white black which would be a pretty natural control deck yeah. for teferi and a bunch of card draw with notion rain and stuff but you cannot play that because the mana is so bad so there are some three color pairs that are really good with these with these set of shock lands. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, but of course they also have to be base um, base one color. So for example, the Jeskai decks have to be base uh, or like white. lean more heavily towards white spells because you've got um, no sorry uh, red 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 yeah, sorry because yeah. you've got um, the Izzet Guild uh, the Gizzet Shockland and the you got Steam Vents and Sacred Foundry yeah, yeah. so you've got um, eight red based shock uh, eight red shock lands so you can cast red spells quite easily. But you might struggle to play double blue spells. Mm-hmm. Ah, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, all these uh, these like weird control decks. Let's maybe use this to talk about Jeskai control. Um, this is one of the decks that's just popped up because Teferi is still extremely powerful to build your control deck around. Yeah. But it's not a counterspell based control deck. I mean, it still is slightly, but it's like you don't have the. Uh, you're not playing Sinister Sabbath. You're not playing Sinister Sabbath. You're playing Iron Eyes more because yeah. it's a counter spell that uh, requires blue and red rather than blue and blue, which so, is actually easier to cast than yeah. double blue. So in the Iron Eyes is one blue red counter target spell, deal two damage to that spell's controller. Um, and usually you don't care about the, the, the damage. But it's easier to cast than one blue blue sinister sabotage, which is counter target spell surveil one. In the past, uh, dissolve was got got played uh, when it was scry instead of surveil one blue blue counter target spell scry one. In all of those blue decks, but now it's like the mana is just gone. You just yeah. play ionize. It's easier I mean, to do. You it. can place um, 
Sinister Sabotage in these decks, it just requires you to build your mana base very carefully. Mm-hmm. So you have mm. to play some number of just tap lands or lean heavily towards blue and your basic lands or whatever. So you, so you said that there was, um, there was a handful of specific colour pairings or colour groupings that were have sort of risen above yep. the rest at the moment. Uh, do you want to work through yeah. which, which, which ones are, are happening at the moment? So I guess the, probably the best one to talk about first is Golgari midrange. So yep. Golgari is one of the winners from this from this new mana situation. Mm. Um, we've got the the eight dual lands and then people are also running a couple of um, guild gates as well usually. And that, that, that's the thing that struck me. Uh, I thought Golgari from looking at it seemed like a, a pretty difficult color pairing and we'll sort of touch on draft as we go through this but focus mainly on standard Golgari seemed like it was a tough one for the sealed because if you didn't have the right synergies happening the right cards to do the synergy it would be terrible but and then I was thinking well Golgari isn't as good as everyone was thinking it was but if you can play standard and you can hook these cards up with each other they seem to be absolute dynamite right mm-hmm. yeah and that, that's what's yeah happening. well there have been some decks built around the the limited archetypes of um of Guilds of Ravnica like the graveyard centric mechanics mm-hmm. building a lot of cards into your graveyard and trying to you know play with um undergrowth creatures or try to you know find certain spells from your graveyard to put back into your hand but mostly they've become sort of these um explore or uh card uh, like value generating mid-range engine decks mm. where you want to play all your spells have not uh, come into play effect um or mm. have some sort of way of gaining your card advantage so you've got Stuff like Ravenous Chupacabra, which is a, a creature that is also a spell. It comes into play, kills a creature. Mm. Or you've got your Jade Light Rangers, which come into play, and then you can explore twice. Um, or you've got your you know, Midnight Reapers, which when it dies, or when a creature dies, you draw a card. So there's these, all these cards replace themselves or have some sort of effect on the end of the battlefield. You just want to grind out your opponent. Mm. Yeah. So the big winners, or the big uh, takeaways from Gills Ravnica are cards like uh, Is Only Thousand Eyes, which uh, counts the number of creatures in your graveyard and makes tokens. Um, Doom Whisperer, which is the, de- the huge demon that can surveil. Are you, are you saying that most of the, for, for Golgari to work as a proper engine, it's kind of putting creatures into um, its graveyard as a spell sort of mechanic off the back of a creature or an actual it's, spell mechanic? It's actually, or is it just like we were talking about earlier on about like chump block, like not caring about creatures getting killed as chump blockers or sacrificing stuff? It's, it's more just like casting spells that are putting them into the graveyard? It's, well, it's much more incidental, I think. And so in draft, it's like, hey, Undergrowth's here. Put a bunch of creatures into your graveyard. And you're like... That doesn't seem to work. For that. And it's like, how do I do that? It's really quite hard. Yeah. In Constructed, it's like you've got this Golgari uh, shell, let's say, that has yeah. cards like Jade Light Ranger, Ravenous Chupacabra, maybe a couple of Assassin's Trophies, a new Vraska, a big Vraska from, from Ixalan. And then you've got about 16 slots for cards... And um, Mishka's been saying people have just been rotating whatever they feel like in those that 16 yeah, cards. Very, yeah. Still a Golgari thing. Start off with the Explore thing. So there was like Wild Growth Walkers and like uh, Murphic Branch Walkers and Jedi Rangers, which were the core package when Mono Red was still a, a popular deck. And that would... So like, what Wild Growth Walker is a two-drop that says whenever you explore, gain three life and put a plus one, plus one yeah. counter on it. And it just gets out of control really quickly if all the... You just drawing a bunch of lands from your explorer creatures and then you just gain <clears> six life when, mm, you, yep. when you play Jade Light Ranger. Uh, so that, that was one package. But now that people aren't playing red, you don't need it. You can do something a little more powerful. Maybe you do the graveyard stuff. Um, maybe what was more the grindy. There's like uh, the district guides. Just like stuff to get you more cards, basically. You mm-hmm. just want to grind your opponents out. You want to be able to play your planeswalkers effectively and quickly. 
So decks now running stuff like Carnage Tyrants or uh, The Eldest Reborn are these high-impact cards and then just a bunch of early game stuff that will get you there. To make mm. sure that you get to it. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's a different way to how green kind of usually gets there, which is like ramp, 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 then play something big and win. This you don't is... need a ramp now. You just play. You just, as long as you're hitting your land drops, you should be fine. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Cool, cool. And that's that's how it is now. Like I'm talking about the Magic Online metagame, which constantly is in flux. It's, yeah. It changes all the time because people react very, very quickly in Magic Online. You can change your decks at the drop of a hat, whereas in paper it tends to be a bit slower. People have their decks. They take a while to build Because card them. availability yeah. is, a, is mm. an issue. So on Magic Online, the first week, there was Mono Red was everywhere. Slesnia Tokens was everywhere. Um, and then people started, you know, finding ways to, to beat this. People were playing the explore packages. People were playing main deck sweepers. And now these decks weren't around anymore. And now you've got these explore creatures, which are fine, but they're not really as powerful as some of the other stuff you can be doing. So then people are tailoring their deck more to uh, to be, become more high end. Yeah. Okay. So uh, what else have we got in the? Uh, right. So the <laughs> we've got Golgari. So how, how do you like Golgari? I oh. I love playing Golgari. Mm-hmm. Golgari is the, my style of deck. I like being able to always have cards in my hand. I just want to play my spells, accum- accumulate more cards, and never then, want to run out of gas. Yeah, and then yeah. always have choices. I can make. I can yeah. if I play this or I can do this. You know, um, and always hit land drops as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not very good with this deck though. I don't know why. I my win rate with this deck is like fifty percent. Mm. It's pretty bad. I think You're enjoying you, yourself too much is the yeah, problem. You the problem. just be like, you're watching too many place. procedural cup shows. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. I'm not actually fo- focusing. But cards like uh, Midnight Reaper are just amazing because you're playing this card, which by itself is already beta, but it also just has this inherent value where when they sweep the board, you just draw five cards. Mm. And you just which feel Which negates so good. the whole point of them playing a sweep, exactly. which is to get a multiple for one, a three for one, a four for one, or something. Yeah. You go, I'll draw four cards, and they're like, I just tapped out and played a card for Yeah, my and then you just slam your Braska <laughs> and they have to deal with that. So these sort of like Golgari Freinbroker is just playing a creature to like take a take a, a permanent, not a creature from your. Um, yeah. So from you can, that's why hand. people are playing Eldest Reborn yeah. and Vraskas and stuff. You play your, your Eldest Reborn. You make sure your your Golgari Freinbroker dies when the Eldest Reborn goes off. You return El, um, Freinbroker and put Eldest Reborn back in your hand. Yeah. Mm. So this sort of deck is what I like to play. I'm not very good with it. What deck don't you like to play but you've still been finding success with? <laughs> that sounds like a, you already know the answer to your question. <laughs> um, Boros Angels is another deck. Oh, yeah. Here we go. There, there are a lot of builds of Boros right now. Um, Angels has seen quite a bit of success early on in the format. Mm. Less so now, um, but it's still there. And this deck is uh, a couple of early game early game threats. So you've got your Adanda Vanguards or Knight of Graces with your History of Benalias, just to sort of like gum up the ground early game or maybe get some quick early wins. And History of like, Benalia, just for a flashback, is that the The, the three-mana enchantment uh, when it ends the battlefield, it's the saga, uh, and the first two create knights. So yep. on, when it comes into play, it'll create a 2-2 two, two knight. Uh, on your next turn, it'll create a 2-2 two, two knight, and the turn after, it will give all your knights plus two, plus one until end of turn. Yep. Um, so this sort of stuff just helps you either gum up the early game or get a quick start to try to get under some control decks. But your real way of winning is by slamming the, the four mana and five mana angels. So you'll put your Aurelias into play, which is a new card from Guilds of Ravnica, or your Shalai, which gives your creatures hexproof. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you play your Lyra, which gives your other angels plus one, plus one, and a lifelink, and just slam away and try to get through these huge yeah. angels. 
it just seems like a rock solid deck. The, the weird part about this that strikes me is that Boros seems, or the, the red white seems to be wanting to be fast, but then all of your angels are bit four, slower, five, yeah, six. Yeah. You know, there are like late, yeah. late game stuff, but that really just it feels like a well balanced kind of deck. It feels good to me. And now the the weird thing that this deck is doing is it's also reacting to the metagame by playing Deafening Claren. Oh yeah, it plays Deafening Claren in the main deck as well. So originally Mono Red and Slesny were everywhere and these decks are quite soft to sweeper effects. If you can sort of uh, maintain a higher life total and get rid of all the the reason they're winning, like going wide and going early, mm. um, then you can just sort of like win by playing a, a single threat and trying to just beat them down that way when they've got no board and you've got one creature. Um, so definitely in Clarion, which is the three mana to deal three to any to all creatures in the, in the on the battlefield, was a fantastic way of just sweeping all the the tokens from Slesnia tokens, or giving your creatures lifelink against the mono red, and just sort of bashing away with that. Mm. And it randomly has some synergy with uh, Adanto Vanguard and stuff as well. So you go two drop Adanto Vanguard, which is a one one. When it's attacking, it gets plus two attack, and you can pay four life to give it indestructible. You kind of like don't even need to worry about paying the life if you make it indestructible. Deafening Clarion, give it lifelink, wipe their life. side of yeah. the board. You lose one life. Uh, so there's like lots of these weird incidental s- synergies in, in a mid range deck that, uh, because also you can sweep that small stuff away and still have your angels out. Yeah. But yeah, this is just like um, uh, David was describing his um, arena deck before. He's like, can he deal with this? Can he deal with this? Yeah. Can't deal with this. You can't deal with this. It's going to kill you. Yeah. Like, and that's the that's the Boris deck kind of just overwhelmed itself. with sick threats, and yeah. they just yeah, they've got a handful of removal or you know Ixlan bindings in, in or uh, seal away. Yeah, you know, it's like how many of those do they have up their mm. sleeve? It's like we've probably got more threats than that. So you just keep hitting them with it, and they just you just burn through their removal and then beat them. Mm. The issue is, you've got no way of drawing cards or selecting your cards. So you, you're stuck with whatever you mm. one card per turn. You're going play my angel. Can you deal with it? No. Okay, I win. Play my angel. You deal with it. Cool. Draw a card. Land. Draw a card. Angel. Can you deal with it? Yes, you can. Okay. Draw a card. Land. Yeah. And by card. that time they've hit they've just won. Yeah, yeah. So won. this they're deck... still spending mana to deal with your angel though, which is not mm. usually a direct threat to it's you. Like just... I guess it's not the most proactive yeah. strategy. Whereas the Golgari ones like. You play a Chupacabra. They need a removal spell or to block it with a creature or something at some point. And you already got your value from destroying a thing. Or Golgari Finebroker is like a 3-4 that gets a permanent back. It's like, they go, phew, dealt with a 3-4, seal away or whatever. And you you already got the thing back. It's kind of like all the red-white stuff is like, you just like swinging haymakers at them. And if they can dodge them... You're really tired, and you yeah, just draw you just like too many things. No, you've got no gas left. Golgari's like, like, but usually like early jabs game that keep in, your energy in, up. in the Boris deck is is pretty. Is, you, you're thumping them pretty fast, and yeah. just destroying whatever you can have. Some got. starts that are just yeah. like yeah. crazy. Fast. Like today, yeah. I, I just played. I had like I said to you, I had maybe three lands. I had one, two. I think it was was it just a strike or something yeah, like probably. that. And then a, just a ton of the, the reindeer were just high powered angels. So I just played a couple of lands and maybe I was got lucky because he didn't have anything early game. First thing he did, I just thought, well, I'm just going to just strike that. So I blew it up. And then I'm just angel, 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 yeah. angel, angel. And mm. it's just like, it's horrible because it was just so overwhelming. That's yeah. the thing. This deck is very swingy. It can either do very, very well or very poorly. Yeah. Like either you're going to... If gonna, they get a fast start, yeah, you're, it, it, you're, you're just going to like present your threats, they can't deal with them and you win. 
um, or you're going to present your threats as a deal with them and then you just don't draw anything else and you get behind very quickly. So I've had my most extreme successes and my most extreme failures with this deck. Okay. And for that reason, I don't like it. Right, cool. <laughs> yeah. I don't like playing a deck where I'm so dependent on... It feels more like luck. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. The Golgari deck, I can play my way out of a situation. The yes. Angel's deck, if I don't draw spells, I can't win. Yeah, you'd lose. Yeah. Uh, it's why I've never really loved playing mono red before because it's kind of like... Yeah, it's haste, bang, haste, bang, haste, yeah. bang. And if you're not one... You might as well sit back and just... Yeah. But the, see, the, the, the onus is on your lose, opponent yeah. to answer all that stuff. And if they do, you're like, well, the, cool. The, the Mono Red is over. format, though, had, um, had the Bomat Courier, yeah. which is an yeah. ideal card for Mono Red because you just bash them so early game good. and then you go draw four cards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that, that sort of is a way to mitigate this, yeah. this issue. If this format had Bomat Courier, this Andrews deck might be fine. Mm-hmm. Well, they probably mm-hmm. would be better in Mono Red. Yeah, but, you know... That's that's just a that's a that's like this really interesting red card draw like card selectiony kind of thing uh, that I do not think that we're going to see very much of <laughs> in the future. They are not a fan of that. Um, and this red white angels deck, yeah, it looks like it's. I just you don't want to play a like, deck like this. I think, if if uh, you're playing against a control deck, you literally I I don't think you can win against control with Boros Angels deck. Mm. Yeah, you're playing all these spells and they just go wrath your board. Cool. Now you're playing one creature a turn. Yeah. Um, which is why I've got four Bane Fires in the deck because the only way of winning against Control is going, can you deal with 20 uncountable damage? <sighs> Bane Fires is sick art as well. I almost played that just purely on the Raven Smiland art. <laughs> <laughs> which is, I know is the wrong reason, but Raven Smiland. It's a really, really sick sick one. Mm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this, this Angels deck is something that I don't enjoy playing, but I've had some success with. I would, if you like this sort of deck, fine, play it. I don't particularly enjoy playing because it's so swingy. Also, it's crazy expensive. Also, yeah, you've got a <laughs> lot of mythics in that deck. Yeah. Good luck playing it in arena. Uh, three Lyra's, four Aurelia. Uh, three got, three I, Lyra's, three I play Aurelia's. three of all the angels sure. um, because I don't like playing it's four a, legendaries. You think about it from the other end. It's, it's, a, it's a horrible one to face up against though as well, isn't it? Because you, you've got a... Every a, single one of their threats can kill you. Every Whereas single like, stingy front end that you know mm. the, all the boros cards can really hurt you on the on the two three four drop and then you're into the angel zone and they're all just nasty you know mm. and they're all going to help each other out it's it's just a horrible deck to face as That's well true. but we saw a huge shit like it was this this meta is super entertaining because it, uh with the golgari decks for example started playing vivian reeds in the main board and vivian mm. reed is a, is a is a planeswalker that ticks down to kill a flying creature which so she's you, only, but she's only called vivian reed it's yeah, she's yeah from accounting. Just, oh yeah, Vivian Reed from accounting. <laughs> yeah. By the way, she's uh, found her spark. <laughs> <laughs> so uh. you're playing, the, you know, Ravenous Chupacabra on four, killing an angel. You're playing Vivian Reed, killing an angel. You're playing uh, Vraska uh, Relic Seeker, killing an angel. Which, which is very much the Golgari way, which is like everything's a two for one, and if it happens to all kill giant, big, silly angels that don't have protection. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> the Golgari decks like, just absolutely steamroll these Angels decks. Yeah. Um, and now the Angels being pushed out of the format. Yeah. Oh, but now sad. the Golgari decks are going away from that sort of stuff. This is like a super yeah. interesting it's just this cycle. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, so, another, so, I guess so what's moving next? on through the decks. Yeah, yeah. Um, we still have Monored Aggro. Monored Aggro got um, uh, two very important cards in Runaway Steamkin, mm. which is a two mana 1 1 that every time you cast a red spell, you put a counter on it. And then you can, rem- if it's got uh, three. Yeah. Uh, it can cap out at three counters as well. It can remove three counters to make three mana. So this card is basically you play it on turn two. If it survives, it's attacking as like a probably three power creature on turn three, mm-hmm. which is relevant for the red deck. And then late game, it's just a, a four four creature that can 
take off all that you can just generate mana with. It's mm. super, super good. Oh, can it, it keeps building if you don't cash it in. Uh, you can, so you it can, gets to a maximum of four power. Yeah, you can remove three counters from it to make red, red, red. Mm. Um, but the thing that you do with this, are you going to talk about Experimental yes, Frenzy? Yes, the, the other card that yeah. was amazing for Monored was Experimental Frenzy, which is this insane card and uh, card draw yeah. engine in Monored. Um, you can't cast spells from your hand, but you don't need to because you're just casting whatever's off the top of your deck. Yeah, so it's like three and a red enchantment. You can't play cards from your hand. You may huh. look at the top card of your library any turn, uh, any time. You can play the top card of your library. It sounds terrible. So you're top, you force top decking yourself. Yeah, yeah but when yeah. you play so, your deck, so it's just lightning cards bolts. In, cards <laughs> in your hand. Set yeah. them aside. It also has an activated ability, which is three and a red destroy experimental frenzy so it has an ability a self-destruct button built into itself but the thing that you so do you're with... gonna press four i don't like any idea of any of this this sounds terrible now i was super against this card as yeah. well but then people were like okay picture the scene you're <laughs> yeah. mono red aggro you've dumped your hand yeah you've you got six have... lines in play you've got six lines in play you, you get no cards yeah you have no yeah. cards you play experimental frenzy what else do you want apart from to just go yep play that yep play that Yep, yeah. play that. Like, like looking at the top card of your deck, and also if you hang on, so it just says you can just you, you can play the top card of your deck without paying the mana. Without well, no, oh, no, no, you, you have, have to, pay, to pay the mana still. Right. But it's like, but you all know your spells cost us in three. So. Yeah, but you know how you only draw one card a turn in Magic: The Gathering. Yeah, this is just like your. It's like the top card of your deck is constantly in your hand, and you can just play it. Oh, as long as you got the mana to as play, as long as you have it, the yeah. mana to play, you can just keep. You can play cards lands of- off the top of your deck. You can only play one land a turn still, though. So that's sure. how you sort of, like, lose out is when you draw two lands in a row and you're like, oh. Okay. But the insane thing... It's already okay. It's kind of yeah. like Chandra or something. But the insane thing is with Runaway Steamkin, whenever you cast a red spell, you put a plus one, plus one counter on it, you can remove three counters, counters to make three mana which is three mana you didn't have before, so you can just, like, vomit the top, like, five or six <laughs> yeah. cards of your library into play if you get lucky and without hitting two lands. Stimkins. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. So it's just kind of like... These cards that come up like this that you just read and you just go, this is the worst ever. Yeah. And then you have a chat about it or see it play and you go, I can't play another game without having this in my deck. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and so lovely and I tried card. Experimental Frenzy in Draft... And if you just play it as the last card in your hand, you get to draw like two to three cards mm. a turn. Because you draw a land for the turn, sure. You don't play that one. You play the land off the top of your deck with Experimental Frenzy, and you play two spells in a row off the top of your deck. So it's like you drew four cards instead of three that turn. And you it's just like, destroy it when you donate it anyway. Yeah. Isn't this the Bowmat Courier? It is, it is practically yeah, Bowmat yeah. Courier, yeah. yeah. I, I guess. It's, it's a bit more expensive and a, and a little bit tougher to get going because Bowmat was so good on turn one and then shit later mm. um but this is like also if you draw two it does nothing yeah um but yeah but really powerful really interesting card and i love cards like mm. this getting play yeah um another interesting pickup was risk factor which is probably oh. the best punisher card we've had in ever is there a better punisher card can you think of no what, it, do, it, what do you mean by punisher card so punisher cards give your opponent a choice you cast them and your opponent can choose two actions now these are very exciting cards because they usually have quite good effects. Mm-hmm. But when you give your opponent choice, they're, they're never going to choose the, the one that you would prefer. It's, it's always, yeah. So this is why we usually don't like Punisher cards because there's your always an just out. Goes, I'm on go, 20, I'll just take, I'll take Yeah, six. I'll just take yeah, yeah. whatever dam- um, life damage. Yeah. But this card in a mono red deck where your entire goal is to deal them as much damage as possible. Uh, risk factor is three mana. They can choose to either take four damage or you draw three cards. And it's got jumpstart. Um, now, without jumpstart, it's probably quite an average card. 
I mean, you're, you're still dealing four damage for one card, which is nice. Yeah. But with the jump start, you can you can first of all, you it's four damage. I don't think anyone's going to let you draw three cards for the first um, mm. thing. Mm-hmm. And then either they're taking another four damage, at which point one card is dealt eight damage. Great, cool. Yeah, that's fine. Sure. <laughs> or one card is dealt four damage and drawn you three cards. Yeah, which is ridiculous. So this is the this is the best one of this because it's like damned if you do, damned if you don't, because it fits so perfectly into your strategy, which is deal them as much damage as possible. If not, draw a bunch of cards and use those which you to deal want damage to them as, a red as much as possible. Deck. This is my red. least favorite card to play against so far <laughs> yeah. in, in the format, and people have done it against me in draft, and I've seen people do it and stand. I'm like, what would I do? Do I just let him draw three cards? It often, I can't. You're at, you're at five five life. You go if I take four damage, they can shock me. Yeah, yeah. draw guess, three cards, and, and you they just go pray they draw. And three they go lands. lightning bolt and shock you, and you're like, whoops! <laughs> like <laughs> like well, you, you couldn't have avoided it either way. So yeah, mm. like those three cards together is like a whole brand new lease of life for mm. for red. That is not Chandra. Is there something inherently? Um, it's not wrong. It's just inherently unfavorable to play mono red it feels like you know how playing blue is seen as you know you were saying you feel clever playing certain combos mm-hmm. and you feel intelligent For playing sure. magic mm. playing blue. I'll play magic yeah <laughs> red is the exact opposite of that isn't it to me it does feel like it feels like smash 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 so you know even if it's gonna win it it feels like it's just I'm not really, you know, you know what I mean. Is this, there's a stigma know, to playing red? Yeah, right? there is a stigma. I do think red is one of the harder decks to play. I yeah. honestly think that playing mono red is actually quite difficult. Um, playing it correctly, I don't think I can play mono red very well at all. I found that last year with the ramen up red when that was around. I was, you know, I we played we played a whole bunch of uh, games. What was was what were you playing? I was playing the ramen up red. You were playing. It was like uh, a, uh, a mid range was blue green white or something like that. Yeah, green green white. Um, yeah. And Angels or Green White Explorer, I think. At the and you were you were smashing me really easily, and I was playing with this one deck, and I was playing as you know sensible as I could think. Then uh, Zach showed up because you know, we were having a party pad, you know, everyone was rocking in, so we just that's where we roll. Uh, <laughs> Zach rolled up. No, I said, I said, here you go, we play play the Ramen Up Red deck, and then all of a sudden it was more like an arm wrestle, right? Because he knew how to pilot it better, yeah. and it was it was more of a. And I was, I think it was so bizarre to me how it was just like, I felt like, well, the options in front of me seemed pretty straightforward because it was a mono red deck, right? Yeah. But, but you have to balance what you're using to kill creep your opponent's creatures, what you're using to burn their face. Um, yeah. Your mulligan decision is super relevant as well. It's not like you're, you can just draw into outs. If you draw, if you keep a hand that's like uh, four lands and mm. three spells, that might be fine with a different deck, but you can't keep that in a mono red yeah, hand. Yeah, you need less lands, right? You just need to. Like so you're not you're not Similarly, you don't need like, like lots of lands to get you your can deck keep running. a one land with mono red and still be fine. Mm. Whereas you just wouldn't even dare keep a one lander in many other decks. Mm. Yeah, I can remember doing that on Jules a while ago. You know, with the whole as uh, a friend of the show, friend of the friend of the stores, James Stone, red <laughs> wins decks. He would build these red wins decks. Everything had haste. Everything uh, there's pretty much like nothing had more than three or four mana. There's nothing that cost more and than that. And just cheesing people who are like playing these slow grind decks. You're yeah, like, haze, 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 haze. Yeah, deal with that. You just like you play. You draw your opening hand. You'd have one land. You'd go. That's enough. <laughs> and you guys, you play one red. His bowmat courier. Let's go. Let's like you know. Yeah. You're just like flying away, and it's so mad. And just but it seems like the no brainer. 
no brainer magic almost. It feels, yeah. Because, yeah. like, that's bogan magic as opposed to the. Yeah. Classy, refined control. But oh, if it smashes you, I think so much of my self control. If it smashes um, you, yeah. But, but, but <laughs> a store, sorry, podcast friend of the show, Anthony Lee, would often say the hardest decks to pilot are those aggro yeah. red ones because the window in which you have to operate is very small. Yeah, it is. And then, but with a control deck, it's once you've established uh, uh, um, parity. Control, yeah, parity. Once once you've established control over them, it's hard for you to throw that away. And so then it's easy to win. So all you have to do is go. Can I counter this? Yes. Can I counter this? Yes. Can I sweep their board? Yes. Now I'll win. It doesn't matter how you win. You're going to yeah. Teferi and untap some stuff. And so you feel like with mono red, don't you? Feel like okay, this is going to build on this guy, and this these two are going to work together. Mm. But then if they're all disappearing and coming back, and it's to like your if hand he is... plays Teferi, if they play Teferi and then play it and bounce my thing, do I attack their Teferi? Do I use my lightning strike on their planeswalker? Yeah. Do I just go for their face? What am I most likely to draw? Will I win in the next two turns, or do I need to play a long game? Play a long yeah. game, yeah, exactly. Mm. It's the old planeswalker thing that screws everyone up, especially. Yeah. Early players, mm. isn't it? Mm-hmm. Just get terrified it's of the planeswalkers. Still. All right, uh, <laughs> uh, moving on to control. Actually, yeah, yeah, uh, sure. the next one uh, th- I'm Colors. calling them. Is it based control decks? Is it so blue, blue red based control? Is decks. it based control decks? <laughs> <laughs> based. Is it? So this is like oh, Grix, is this, is this Grixis this the... and Jeskai and is it basically? Is that what the X was? And because you sent yeah, this yeah. through before, blue red X, yeah, blue red X, and I read it as RX is treatment. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, blue treatment? What is this? What mean? is RX? Is RX this, is, is this where the blue man group goes if they're mm-hmm. sick? RX is shorthand for treatment. Yeah, but but why is it RX though? I don't know. No I didn't idea. invent that oh. shit. Go to ask the chemist. The Googles. These decks are so taking advantage of the of. Like iron eyes and just the, the blue counter spells and card yeah. draw effects and the red um, removal. Uh, red got lava coil, which is quite a nice removal spell. But the lava, thing I've been most lava impressed coil with, is that that's one of the um, uh, specific ones, isn't it? Like it tells you is it, was, it was two was, or four, two mana to deal four damage to a, yeah. to a creature at sorcerer speed, but it exiles it if it dies. Yeah. So this is a way of dealing like rekindling phoenix or something like that, without, right? Yeah, without it coming back. But the thing I've been most impressed with this deck is. Um, Niv-Mizzet, uh, Niv-Mizzet-Purin, mm-hmm. yeah. which is a uh, six-mana 5-5 five, five dragon that can't be counted. But then whenever an instant sorcerer spell is cast, you draw a card. So mm-hmm. it's either play a cast one, and whenever you draw a card, you deal one damage to any target. Yeah. So if you untap with this card... So it's I like have, a sick list of abilities, isn't it? Yeah, it's just okay. awesome. If, I've never seen someone untap with this card and lose. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. Like... You're drawing so many cards, and every time you draw a card, you deal damage. I've died from 18 life in one turn against this card. Mm, Just wow. from my opponent going, uh, attack you, uh, draw my card for turn, deal one, attack you, deal five. Uh, I'll just, you know, Kemp's insight, draw two cards, deal you two more damage. I deal, like, draw three cards because I've never missed it, deal you three more damage. Oh, yeah. Like, shock you, um, deal another three damage, draw yeah. a card. Did you lose that game when you ultimated a Johnny and... Oh, yeah, that's the other thing. Like, I was playing a, a, a deck, uh, uh, the oh, Boris really? Angels deck. I ultimated a Johnny on turn eight. So I played a Johnny on turn four mm-hmm. and I ultimated on turn eight. Which, which are Johnny? This is the one where you... Uh, um, adversary of Tyrants. So you get an emblem with, at the beginning of your end step, make three one ones with life. Like, yeah. And my opponent beat me on turn like 22 or something like that. Yeah. Just because he... just managed Niv-Mizzet very carefully. Yeah. He pinged down the little guys, did a sweeper in between the, the stuff. It was really... I was like, 
whoa, like, yeah. it's wow. shit. It was just bizarre. This, this card has impressed me so much, especially I thought at the beginning of the format, you cannot cast a blue, 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 red, red, red spell easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But these decks are just, I mean. There's lots of spe- lots of that casting balance, isn't there? Where yeah. It's like two of one card, two of the other, and you think that's tough to get going. Yeah. But three of each, you know, three I, I thought each, that was yeah. crazy. But then people mm-hmm. are playing like Sarkin. Uh, which is the three mana planeswalker that uh, you can tick up to add two mana of any color to, to cast dragons. Of any color, I thought it was red. Two red mana to of cast... any color. Oh, so you just tick up. You can play one turn four. Yes. So, it... <laughs> sorry, my mouth is open. I that has changed my world. So I've seen it. Yeah, that's that's, that's only because like he's, thinking, he's thinking about growing a hair out again, <laughs> yeah. so he can look like. I Sarkin. could dress like Sarkin and have a little <laughs> Niv Mizzet sitting on my shoulder. Playing, yeah, playing like four Sarkin, four Niv Mizzet, and that's just your way of winning or whatever. Mm. Similarly, Expansion Explosion is another card that I'm super impressed with, yeah. which is the rare Is It split card. Um, which I is just don't want is it to be good. I don't. <laughs> I can't. I can't bear that. The, just uh, wait for a bit of arena. You'll open a Niv Mizzet and be like, oh, make it fucking is it? Probably. Probably. Yeah. Sometimes in draft, you just got to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's why. That's why draft. We love draft because it yeah. forces you into playing these cards that you don't normally go for. Yeah. This expansion explosion card. Uh, its front half is two mana copy a spell and choose new targets. Uh, that's convert mana cost four or less. So it's it's basically a two mana counter spell um, in a counter war with control decks. Mm-hmm. Or oh, it's two mana lightning strike as well because you can just you know copy your own lightning strike or whatever. Mm-hmm. So uh, early game, it can sort of function as just another thing of what you need. Mm-hmm. And in late game, it's uh, like a reverse Sphinx's Revelation. You deal X damage and draw X cards, mm-hmm. um, which is just another fantastic way of winning the game. Yeah. So these decks, you know... For X, blue, blue, red, red. Yeah, X, blue, it's, blue. It's pretty expensive. It's expensive, but at the yeah. same time, you're playing a control deck, this is how you win. Mm-hmm. Um, it works well with Teferi as well, because you can add two more mana with Teferi. Um, ah, yeah. Mm. But yes, yeah, so th- th- that's the sort of what I, I call the... I never have any faith in these, control decks. in these X cards, you know, that allow you to... You know, recast another spell that's X mana. You know, and there's there's a cost that you know there's X, and then it's another cost, and mm-hmm. the X can be used to cast other spells. Yeah, I mean, so like have, if you it always think feels about like this. how much mana am I supposed to have? I'm supposed to like twenty four mana. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna give this spell, and I'm gonna chuck it all into the X, and blah blah blah. Then I can do like these other five spells. I've never had a problem with doing stuff like stupid shit like with Hydras and it's like pouring all that mana into the X for that. It's making a big power and toughness. Like, I feel fine with this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. And someone plays like is it and just goes, oh, I'll just bounce it now because it's, oh, <laughs> it's all, yeah. all gone. These is decks is also. I just where... don't. I do, it's just weird. I'm just saying. I'm just. I just always never feel confident playing these. Sort of it seems like a, it seems like a horrendous deal to pay one blue blue red red five mana to draw one card and deal one damage yeah. to a target. But like you're talking about doing it for three, then you use it to draw lands and another one. Yeah, and then you do it for five and you just it's backbreaking. Yeah, exactly. You like if if, you, if I can like you know cast up for for X equals three, kill one of their creatures and draw three cards. It's like a four for When the board is like slightly in their favor, yeah. I'm fine with that because it means I've got three more chances to draw mm. something that I might need to. Yeah. I have to work hard to get my head into that space where I'm going, I'm fine with that. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Crackling Drake is also fine. Um, that's the, the blue, blue, red, red uh, Drake with power equal to number of instances of sorceries in Graveyard or Exile. Oh, this uh, is like the new Enigma Drake card kind yeah. of vibe, right? So there have been a bunch of these Drake decks running around with Enigma Drake and Cracking Drake and Niv Mizzet. They've been I hated, fine, yeah, but I hated playing against it's another Enigma form Drake. of Mizzet. Uh, yeah. Um, and then finally, we've got the Selesnia Tokens. This isn't an exhaustive list. This is just what I've seen a lot yeah. of. Uh, sure. Selesnia Tokens, which is very prevalent in week one, less so now. 
because everyone's running main deck uh, sweepers like fiery cannonade mm-hmm. and um, death What's and carrion. Yeah, and there's one that does one damage to everything, isn't there? The, the um, chain whirler. No, no. There's a Gills of Ravnica. It's 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 a choice. Oh, cosmotronic wave. Yeah, one to everything, and, and then it can't block. Yeah, that, that's yeah. that's a little too expensive because the sweepers are either at five and just kill everything outright. Yeah, or they're at three and oh yeah, there's just at three. Deafening clarion deals three to all creatures, and then fiery cannonade's an instant that deals two to all non pirate creatures. Mm. So these token decks go, yep, cool, make like ten tokens with march of the multitudes, and you got fiery cannonade, and they don't even get to untap with them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the, these tokens decks are running march of the multitudes, which is the the X spell that makes X one one lifelink tokens, mm-hmm. um, like history of Benalia, like Benalish Marshal, which is the Amara. Amara. Soul of the Accord. Um, Tristani. Souls is giving plus one, plus one to all creatures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's white, white, white. And then uh, cards like uh, yeah, Tristani and Venerated Loxodon, which is a four, a five mana four, four uh, with Convoke. And you, when it ends the battlefield, you put a counter on each creature that was used to Convoke it. So you, you know, play your early game creatures mm-hmm. yeah. and then you Convoke it out and they're all just like slightly bigger. Yeah. And that's um, not bad, is it? Because it sort of gets... Well, Gets them out of range of some like some of the sweepers, like yeah. uh, they play Thorn Lieutenant sometimes, which is a two three. So if you can put a counter on that, then it survives almost everything. Yeah, except and for, it's you know, very annoying to yeah, play against. Yeah. yeah. So this deck was fine. Was was quite good week one, um, but I haven't seen it around that much because everyone just seems to be prepared for it. Yeah, but that's like that's all the so snapshot like of standard right now. Convoke thing, you know, where you the whole bunch of creatures tap. You sort of defenses come down, but then you get a th- bigger threat early. Yeah, which so that bigger threat has to represent something that can buy back what happens when your defenses are down. You know what I mean? So you know, you you t- if you, if you've got four creatures there and you tap them all down and pay some mana and then get this big dude in there way ahead of time, like mm. sort of eight, seven or eight mana. Um, in that in that moment, they can swing in and hit you yeah. for a whole bunch yeah. of stuff. Yeah. If that dude that you just convoked for doesn't make up for that, then you're in trouble, right? Because you'd have been better off just. Keeping your dudes there, chump blocking or playing playing the yeah. game. Yeah, I guess then you wouldn't play it if you. I've d- I've done that in draft a couple of times where I've been like, yeah, convoke this big thing, and then they bounce it, and you have nothing to show for. And you just lost the turn it. because you, you lost the turn. Yeah. Convoked but I guess dudes. the idea with this Venerate Loxodon is the counters you're getting on the creatures you convoke will oh, make that up the, yeah. the next turn. When yeah, which is what I'm saying. Yeah, with like two two lifelinkers instead of mm. one one lifelinkers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a rough That's a rough thing of standard. Standard. Just from my experience in the competitive leagues of Magic Online. um, Don't know about local metas or even arenas. It's its own beast because of the availability of cards and all that sort of stuff. We're getting right off on an arena at the moment. But like my my take on that is that it's kind of like its own little... We always talk about duels being its own funny little sealed environment because you're limited to the amount of cards that you can get. You can't get all of the cards. And they couldn't replicate all the cards in the rules as well. So, yeah, you end up with a, a, a different grouping of, of cards in the arena. But say if you, you're going to the Good Games Magic Championship next week, what are you, what are you backing? What are you, what are you playing? I whiffle waffle all the time. If, I if, think if, I'm playing if Zach, some If Zach's of... sitting here right now from WA and you go, I want WA to win. Zach, you need to take this. Uh, I'd play probably some form of uh, is it, like control spells deck or a Golgari midrange if I could find a version that I really liked. Yeah. So I'd play, yes, some, I, I want to play niv Mizzet. I really want to play niv Mizzet. You think that's where it's at? I think so. But again, no. it's just so difficult right now. But that's because of you've, you've never seen him lose. 
but how many games is that <laughs> that's, in? That's the thing. Like, yeah, um, it's been so good in the games, like backbreakingly good. Mm. But again, people shift, change or their things. I might just play Boris Andrews and hope to get lucky. Yeah, exactly. If it was an event that I just needed to do well in like a couple of rounds, I might just play Boris Andrews and just hope that as I, much I as get I there. wish that was true, I can't imagine it that day getting past just like a, a fistful of cheap bounce spells and just you know, just like even like a Teferi. spells. Yeah, it just, a Teferi I mean, just screws that you. Bit. Really have to go like a Dante Vanguard and turn two and just protect it or like play yeah. play Hystra Banalia and then hope they don't have a sweeper or whatever. Yeah. It's just hoping awkward. that they don't yeah. have a sweeper in a control deck is like... And then game two and three, you just need to draw your Bane Fires and get as much mana yeah. as possible. But even then, you just lose. Maybe no, just... I'd, I'd probably play a Golgari mid-range as deck yeah. right now. Boy, so many choices. There's it's a lot gonna of be choices. A, it's going to be, it's a gonna be different in yeah. three weeks as well. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's, it's fun that it's such a... Uh, the, the Good Games Magic Championships are such a weird time in the mm. development of the, uh, the new it, standard. Yeah. Mm. Well, it isn't, is it? It isn't, it isn't, is it? Did you say is it? It is, is it. it. What? What? Yeah. No, mm-hmm. I said Orzov. Orzov. Mm. That's, that's, that's Coming nice in stuff. January. Oh, I can't wait till the game. I'm so excited. <laughs> I just want to play some Azorius, man. All right, man. Anything, yeah. anything we missed about draft during the standard check? It's... Yeah, draft format is on rails. Um, you yeah, find like, your guild, you stick to it. Mm. You hope that your guild opens well. We've, we've the, probably got, we've probably got, you know, we've, we've got until January to. We do. We have a long time to talk. So about maybe we'll set, come back yeah. in a month and we'll and we'll see how the draft is going. Yeah, I'll be and like thirty drafts deep by then, and I'll be like, I hate mm. this, or this is pretty good. I guess quick what, tip for now is oh, yeah. just like find your guild by the third pick, and then just and then don't draft force green. It. Yeah, and don't draft green, and have a crack at. Arena, because we've been having a go at that. Oh, for sure. Yeah, let us know what your fun. hot arena deck is. Mine at the moment is green-white auras, because people haven't got into the, the bit in the metagame where people play removal spells yet. Oh, okay. People just don't play oh, okay. removal spells? Okay. Yeah. Um, if you're brewing a deck, not my, make sure not, you have answers to other decks. <laughs> not my 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 uh, red-white angels deck. It was my initial brew for that. I was startled by the amount when I went back and started pulling cards out. Mm. Was it ever? It was so removal heavy. I was yeah. like, I was playing like twenty four removal cards and two <laughs> creature cards. Probably, I can probably play like twenty one <laughs> removal spells. Twenty removal. Like. Yeah, let's play three creatures. Yeah, yeah. we can play five creatures. Like I mean, 20, 20, 20 split <laughs> spells. Yeah. Not spells. Removal. Removal. Spells. <laughs> removal. So, yeah, we don't do anything else but removal. But yeah, that'd be that'd be cool. We'd love to hear how that rolls out. It's it's. It's just really fun. It's fun to play something colourful and engageable in your own house. Anyway, all right. So we'll, that's the topic discussion. We'll see you in a month for uh, some draft chat. Right after this, some flavour text. Flavour text. Flavour text. Flavour text. Flavour text. Flavour text. It's a bit of a... Pantera thing ending. Uh, topic, oh no, topic discussion. Flavor text. Uh, Lavinia has a very dusty bedroom, hence the Assassin's Trophy flavor text beginning a power vacuum for the Azorius. You don't want to be messing around, you know, sucking up dust with shit vacuum. Uh, yeah, what vacuum. other secrets are found within the guilds of Ravnica flavor text? Oh, Let's find know. out. Okay, we go. I know. Some of the Boros flavor text because the Boros cards. I'm when I'm playing. Don't, them, don't say anything. You might be giving you might be giving Aaron answers right now. All I'm doing is playing my spells very quickly, and I've got lots of time to read. Very bored. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but all the other ones, I spend more time thinking about playing. Yeah. Okay, 
Well, let's see how you go. Maybe cool. it, that the theme of this is Boros, Guilds of Ravnica. Oh, here we go. Fantastic. <laughs> Sun Home Stalwart. Yeah, uh, and I think the the score at the moment is what? I oh, think eight, no, eight, I, eight, I actually three. can't catch up. Yeah, I think it's eight. Eight three. to four. Eight to four. Uh, you oh, still no, lost because I got opposite as well. Yeah. All right. So Aaron's already won. But let's see how we go. <laughs> Yay! Flavor text number one. I prefer the big and looming to the small and skittering. That's by Sevrea Golgari Shaman. I hate quotes. I don't know why I put that one in. Anyway, I prefer the big and looming to the small and skittering. Sevrea Golgari Shaman. This is a card that, you know, it's just, it's just all me, this one. This is what I'm all about. That's probably why, that's probably why it's in here. Uh, I saw Aaron pulling the reverse engineering face, trying to yeah. go, right, I prefer the big and looming likes to the a small giant and abomination skittering. zombie man. Yeah, and he's, this one's talking about, I prefer big and looming yeah. to the small and skittering. Big and looming. Boom, that's David's zombie abomination dream. Yeah. <laughs> Which is the oddest dream. Yeah, that's where it's very interesting. <laughs> you gotta have goals. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh Flavor Text Guilds of Ravnica number two. Guilds of Ravnica is just exciting, isn't it? It's mm. just good to say. It's just like, ooh, this is alright. All right. Hold on to your ideals. They'll be tested more than your armor or the edge of your blade. And Tajik said that. You know that dude, the glowy man with the Sparkly <laughs> things. He's so glowy, isn't he? He's got, art, he's got a lightsaber, right? The art for that is almost like everything is glowing except for his face. It's like they've painted the face on and then they went, right, just add glowing, glowing everything from here on. Yeah. The they, they got like a, a, a star thing in Photoshop and it's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just added that. And none of that shine went onto his face, but my God. His armor He's is so shiny. shiny. Flavor text number three. Oh, that's not that. Guilds of Ravnica. Few believe Dusk Mantle exists. Fewer find it. None live to bear witness. So, mm. like, faux badass. Yeah. Text. Few believe Dusk Mantle exists. Fewer find it. None live to bear witness. <laughs> it's, it is, isn't it? It's one of those. I'm really telling you. This, you know, I'll, t- I'll tell you, the Demir are really secretive and murdery. Yeah. No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're not. Are they really? Oh. Oh, they are. None. None live None to go hear the end of the sentence, and they can't even come mm. back. That's how dangerous it is. Yeah, they, they might. Oh. So, yeah, that was that was one of those. That was again. That's a, I was going to quote, a ma- and it ended up being a magic quote. It's something like, "Death is the next step." You go first. It's only the next Death is only the next phase of our existence. But you must go there before I will. <laughs> Step inside. <laughs> In brackets, I'm going to kill you. All right, I think I got, I, I'm quietly confident about Ooh. this. Really? Should we no, make not, a, not, not quite quietly, but you know. Should we make a let's, let's double enough faux score points. of eight uh, five? No. Double enough. Oh, we should do that. Shouldn't we? Flavor text worth double. Yeah, one day. Oh yeah. Oh sure. Yeah. Let's not, not look at terror Fuck in me. Aaron's eyes. Like, <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> All right. 
Here we go. Back to flavor text number one. I prefer the big and looming to the small and skittering. Sevrea Golgari Shaman. Uh, Aaron, because you look like you don't know what you're doing. I'm worried that this already has too much text in its box, but the only big, bulky Golgari thing I could think of was Mulder Hulk. Lotleth Giant? Lotleth Giant! Ah, Lotleth Giant. Nice one. So what does that make it? Eight, five? Mm. Yeah, it can't catch up. can't catch up. Hold on to your ideals. They'll be tested more than your armor or the edge of your blade. Tajik. If I said uh, it's a Boros card with uh, hybrid mana? Oh, well, there's only one. A fresh-faced recruit. Yeah. Oh, it is fresh. Because they, they did that thing on Reddit where yeah. it's like the fresh-faced recruit gets a dead weight attached to him and then he dies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, uh, only, there's only one hybrid mana mm. card oh, for each. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You didn't have that one? I did not. 8-6. Nice Comebacks on. This next one. Oh, you know the last one? No. This next oh, one's okay. worth double 20. I'm guessing. Double this next double one nothing. is worth 24 points. Okay. Wow. I don't know how that worked out. I'm just looking at it here. I know. I think it's one of two cards. And it's up to Aaron. Few believe Dusk Mantle exists. Few will find it. None live to bear witness. Aaron, what have you got? Demir Guildgate. You saw that in my shade, didn't you? No, I didn't. I just thought about what it could be <laughs> other than a removal spell. And I was like, oh, they're talking about the location. Is it Demir Guildgate? What would you like to guess? I Michigan? think it's Demir Guildgate. Or Watery Grave, but I think it's Demir Guildgate. It's Watery Grave. Oh! <laughs> Damn. No one gets 24 points. Aaron wins 8-6. Oh, man. Many skills. That was flavor text. Oh, Aaron wins again. Hot, hot garbage. garbage. Aaron Graham. Guilds Ravnica. Hot garbage. Okay, I'm playing Magic Arena. Yeah. I want to be having a nice time building up my deck very slowly. Mm. Don't flash your silly money in my face playing search for Azkanta into Teferi. I'm just going to concede. No one's do no one n- no one is doing that. It's nonsense. Put your money somewhere else and play some green, um, green white auras. Players going big money early on in. Yeah, come on. That kind of that kind of ruins all games. Be real. Buy all the stuff. Just play the basic arena decks yeah. with no That's my hot garbage. Yeah. Uh Mishka hot garbage. Bills oh. Ravnica. Bloody blue, a mono blue tempo in standard <laughs> gets me all the damn time. I can't seem to beat it. The deck is bad. Yeah, There's a bunch of one ones. Yeah, and counter spells. Yeah. That was Mishka hot garbage. My hot garbage is I might be a bit late to it, but I'm a bit sick of people talking about Assassin's Trophy. I never want to hear about the bloody card again. I'm just sick of people at the pre-release just going. I just want the Assassin's Trophy. I just want the Assassin's Trophy. I just want it. Let's go play Gout. It's all about that fucking card. And I was sick of hearing about yeah. it. And I think Anthony summed it up perfectly where he said, and think about this for future events, perhaps in January, <laughs> where you can get an Assassin's Trophy, for example, it'd be worth a certain amount. But if you actually get some decent decks together and win multiple packs, it ends up being worth more than the card that you were so craving in the first place. I hate so, to devil's advocate you, that, but yeah. what most people think that they're going to do is open an Assassin's Trophy and, and win. win with it. Yeah, which is not going to happen. the people who care about that kind of stuff are not going to do, which is mm. what Anthony's saying. Yeah. So enjoy enjoy playing. Fuck this single big woofy yeah. cards. <laughs> Stupid. Oh, that was hot garbage. Stupid God, ass. got me all worked up. I need uh, like a 15-minute break now before we do the next segment. Oh. It's a tweet. PTY LTD. That's the name of our company. Did we tell you that? Needs and tweets PTY LTD. Yeah. Nice. 
Oh, we, don't we couldn't think of one. It needed to be something that was like <laughs> silly, an, an in joke that doesn't mean anything that wasn't related to good games. Just in case we like, you know, buy yeah. buy a petrol station or something down the road, and <laughs> and, and that our accountant can't pronounce. Yeah, and he so can't. he's like knots and tways. What is this? <laughs> newts, newts and tways. And every twos. single like contract that we've got signed up, the Senate through, and I've been like, you've spelt neats and twos wrong again, and I'm like, <laughs> so offended. It's so offended because like, what if it screws us in a court case? And they're like, this is made out to neats and twas. Yeah. Is that you? And we're like, yes. <clears throat> no. No. Not. I no. mean, no. It's not. We're the, getting sued. The right honourable Mishka Matsol presiding. Good. Good evening. Um, this is the case of knots and tweez versus... Ah! Oh, that's not us. Objection, like, oh, your honour. sorry. You're pardoned. <laughs> you can go now. Anyway, actual news. That's we're gonna our be news. At, we're going to be at PAX in Melbourne Good Games week. Magic Championship. Yeah. Commentating the finals. Yeah, chatting shit, shit and chat, talking video, to video, video, video interviews. interviews. We're gonna get, people. we're gonna do video interviews, aren't we? So we're gonna, yeah. we're gonna get every player uh, as they, if if it works out, <laughs> we don't always have control over everything. But hopefully, what we're gonna have is uh, each player as they get knocked out of the event, however that happens, will come up, uh, say say hello to us, and we'll have a chat to them about, you know. How they how they game went down, mm. whether they feel they went wrong, and how they enjoyed it, what their yeah, life's like. Because each one of them is a huge winner because they're a state champion or <laughs> even a country champion in terms of the the American. Go- I always dudes. thought that the the people who qualified from Victoria got a raw end of the deal, but they also just get cash as well. So oh, because they don't get to fly. They don't get to fly anymore. They get to drive, but they, they get, get a free Uber. ticket to packs. Yeah, <laughs> they get Maybe an Uber pay down the, the road. Uber. Yeah. <laughs> Give me twenty bucks yeah. for the Uber, mate, yeah, is, and then is, I give you three hundred dollars. Is Pax going to be in Indiana next year? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's not. Go, go home. Here's your, here's your twenty five dollar Uber money. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> yeah, but what, what are they going to do? It's mixed format. So they're going to what? They're going to draft first, and then they're going to play standard afterwards. I do we know yet? I don't know. We're yet to learn. But yeah. we'll talk to them about it. We'll find out what's going on. And, and then you'll see. If you're at PAX... If, if we're commentating a draft, <laughs> that would be a different thing. That would be very interesting. That would be new. Because yeah. there's only like eight people. It would be real weird Is if it they only eight did... people that are in? There's only eight, yeah. Oh. There's, uh, so how do you do eight? WA, two Victoria, a Queensland. Do you Queensland, get points for your draft? New South and then you get Because you can't get knocked out if there's only eight people then. Because yeah. how do they do the finals? So I guess just points, like a, like a league, and then you... Final I have four? no idea. Top four. Standard. <sighs> top two. Top one. Modern. Top one. Top one gets Top built. one. Mop yourself up. <laughs> mop, yourself, <laughs> mop yourself up. Well, we'll find out. We'll yeah. explain it all to you next week. If you are going to be in PAX, uh, there'll be two Good Games stands. There's a general Good Games retail stand. There's a Good Games publishing stand, and that will be the stand that has the GGMC happening in it. So they'll be drafting or playing each other on the Saturday. And then there's the Yu-Gi-Oh! Um, uh, uh, Magic Championship. Magic, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> Good Games Yu-Gi-Oh! Championships the G-G-Y-G-O-C. as well. Y-G-O-C. And there's some Y-G-O, the Y-G-O dudes that they've found they'll be talking about that somewhere as well so <laughs> i don't know how we how that's found they found some some dudes Yu-Gi-Oh <laughs> bros i don't know they own a couple of cards fr- from Yu-Gi-Oh. yeah yeah and they are good and uh so that'll be happening so pop in if you're in packs say hello um 
will be probably on that boat out the back oh, afterwards, yeah. having good. many pints, making a lot of noise. A lot of fries. A lot of fries, fries paid for by good games. Yeah. Delicious pub so fries. Come get a fry and buy us a beer and... Mm. Completely pretend, different. Um, uh, pretend like we're sailing to next year as well. No one qualified again. Oh, really? Yeah. That it's feels quite sad. Hard to replicate, but we made friends with everybody yeah. from last year. Mm. It'd be good. Mishko, you should qualify. Oh, and you, can you? You can. Yeah, you can. You should. Yeah. You should I didn't have, try. You should have qualified. I would have oh. if I tried. You know. It's just, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just like a switch. Just flick a switch. Yeah. yeah. All right, Mishko, you're gonna do it. Yeah. There you go. I'm coming. I'm coming. Oh, so nice. I get to go. Yeah. All right, usual sort of stuff. Uh, if we mentioned your name in here, we did do a lot of name dropping. Name dropping today. Get in touch. Podcast at sevenlinehand We'll send you a badge if you haven't got one of the badges that we've got. The hyper magic. I don't know why we've got hyper magic nerd badges. They don't exist they anymore. Are, yeah, they're old. We've got hot gar badge. I think that's yeah. We've got a few flame ones. Uh, advertising tool, charging badge badge. I think they're. Extinct I think it's time as well. for a new. Um, it is. It's new, way past. Yeah. 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 We've just got to get Matt with his, you know, his magic badge-making badge machine. <laughs> yeah. Spends the weekend just stamping out badges. And we just laugh at the slogan that he just works like <laughs> a slave over the badge yeah. machine. <laughs> we just come up with some bullshit yeah. uh, titles for it all. Uh, but, the, um, well, exciting for you, Aaron. We'll be back in a fortnight talking about Century Spice Road, which yeah. you just mentioned. Good all right, cool, Lovely. cool. Thank you oh, so much so for listening, it. everyone. Signing off. Uh, music playing right now. We did that. I did that. <laughs> yeah, I did that. Who was that? On the drum. Who's that on the bass? Is old, that Mishka? Old guy on the drums? What do you yeah. mean, old guy? He's a mate of mine. Paul. He is old. He's old. He's old. Who's on the bass? Oh, it was Mishka, wasn't it? That's why it's turned right down. Uh, I think Mishka was just playing all the instruments. Was he? Just turned it all the way down so you can hear it. Yeah. We used to call Daniel, Daniel from Molly. His nickname used to be Barfridge. Have I told you about this? Because no, no. he played bass in our band. Yeah. And we read it Does he quite... play bass? He, he played wow. bass. He played bass for Keto at a couple of gigs. Keto! Uh, we... Uh, we read a quote somewhere that said, a Barfridge is more useful than a bass player in your band. <laughs> and we're like, Barfridge! Ah! Oh, that's and he was so Barfridge rough. for many years. Have you ever played bass in a band? Yeah, and you feel like you're just hooking it's in awesome. with the drum. That's great. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's great, it's right? It's really fun. And, and then you, you don't have to worry about nonsense. Yeah, and then someone calls you Barfridge and it yeah. sticks with you and you don't like the nickname and then you have to apologize to your friend Barfridge when you've been calling him Barfridge for 10 years and he's like, I don't really like that. So I should never call Daniel Barfridge. Well, as a joke, only because it went on for so long without him saying it. Came back around it and it came back around. Yeah. All right, cool. Okay. All right, good night, Bye. everyone. Catch you.